we blindly go into a show without hearing the music, so I guess we're back. <laughs> I do hear you, though, bro. I know. I hear you, but I don't hear the music. No. That's okay. Eagle, can you sing? Ave Maria. You, you could have said no. You could have just yeah, said no. You, you, better not, you better not do that at your wedding next spring. Eh? Like, I... I don't oh, worry, yeah. Bo. You're not going to be MC because we know you're bad with names. <laughs> hey, Mo killed it at my wedding, man. To be, to be that's real. one out of two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other one, which which actually was eight years ago yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that was the infamous night. It was a good time. Who got married? Uh, our leader, our Lord and Savior. Whose parents are whose, though? Yeah, well, that was my fault. <laughs> Wrong mix of the order. Um, okay, so very quickly, because I I want I have another topic to start on today, but I agree that them coming in the wrong order. Because uh, was it Audrey's parents came out first? Audrey's parents came out first. When it was supposed to be Roth's parents. Yeah. But when you saw Audrey's parents come through the door, the next people you announced was Audrey's parents. No, I <laughs> said, let's properly give them a proper welcome. And it opened the door. I was like, no, what's going on here? <laughs> I blame Rob. I still, I still have the script, right, as proof that Rob put the order in the wrong. And we went, we went over the night before yeah. on top of that. Anyway. It's a great night, though. I, 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 have a, I have a picture of you guys, which is in my um, wallpaper for you piece, I think, and maybe for you, Eagle, as well, where it's you two guys. Oh, yeah, we're waltzing. Oh, no, it's, it's you two guys, Rob Boyd and I. Oh, we were wasted. Yeah, I remember that one. Completely yeah. wasted. It was a great picture. Like, Peas looked like a cartoon-like wasted character. It was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. I had to carry him down the stairs, which was not <laughs> it easy. It was him and Natalia <laughs> carrying me down the stairs. <laughs> Which and at the time I was two hundred sixty pounds. So. And then at one point I'm at a red light. I have to turn left. The guy in front of me is a little bit slow to react to the green. Yeah. And pees out of nowhere is like, I'll fight him if you want. Hey man, <laughs> and I was you... like, No, no, just stay in the car, pees. Everything's fine. Listen, get man, home. I don't have friends. I have family. You know. Let's get home, please. Um. So, um, you guys hear about this Titanic submersible? Yeah, it's awful, awful news. Like. Uh, so people went down to the crash site of the most notorious. Um, aquatic graveyard in the world. Yes. Why? Why? What's what's the compelling thing? I don't get it. I, I mean, I read bits and pieces. I think the the, the organizer is a real like he's a real uh, adventure type of guy. Like he flew over Russia during the conflict. That's Hamish. Uh, yeah, the like rich he, dude. He right? flew over the Russian like like no no zone pretty much. Don't go into this territory. Uh, Hamish Harding. That's it. Yeah, and uh, he's a he's one of those like risk guys, and so I mean, I, sure. But okay, so so here's my thoughts on this entire thing. The actual well, okay, our first thought is first of all, we hope they're okay, and yes, ho- hope by the time the show comes out, we found them. And yes, th- th- right now the window is shrinking, right? But like, yeah, look, let's let's hope that. for the best. We're still in a, a window where it, it's, although not likely possible that they're still alive. So yes, obviously yes. But I, jo- I want to yeah. state it because we're putting out a recording that's going to exist for the rest of the time. So <laughs> if you're first off. It costs a quarter million dollars to take this trip. Yeah. I'd like to think, I'd like to think, if you have a quarter million dollars to spend on a four-hour excursion, that you have enough brain cells to realize it's a bad idea to take that trip. And also, you, you figure they spring for the real like PS5 remote and not the Logitech one. Okay, yeah. also, you can put a GPS tracker on a shark and find out where they are in the ocean at any point in time. By the way, sure. Why does travel. this submersible not have one, of, like a fucking air tag on it? They Jesus did, Christ. They didn't get the touring package. Yeah, they apparently this like capsule that they took was not the best of the best. Like It was very... Like, no, there was, there was like a whistleblower they tried to fire years ago, and he's like, yo, it's not safe. And they're like, 
no, no, shut up. It's safe. And he's like, well, no, it's not safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's pretty wild. Honestly, again, we, we hope they're okay. You know, we're not trying to, we're not making light of, of no, their experience. No. We're making light of the fact that like, it's just an absolutely insane story. Um, and again, like they bought, uh, they modified a cheap Bluetooth controller that you can get on Amazon for a hundred dollars. That doesn't seem like a fair use of the money that you're charging when you're charging a quarter of a million dollars, as Eagle said, for four hours at a time. Yes, it's a bit of a, it's a, it's a very uh, awful situation. I will say the one thing I did think of right away, which did make me feel a little bit bad, was I wonder if Elon's going to bring another Samarine that doesn't fit. Hey, oh. Oh, boy. No, he's but too busy making fun of slurs on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Elon. And banning Moira Mills. Our boy. Okay, um, just a quick, uh, quick uh, couple of uh, house cleaning things here to do. Please check your rosters to make sure you're five games eligible. Please do that. It's been a, it's gonna be a headache for all of us. Our pennies clip ended up on our Instagram feed. Yeah, some people clearly didn't know this week. Now they've learned. Yes, they've yeah. learned the hard way. Um, numbers, please have them properly. And also a, a quick thing to look at too, guys, is that if you realize that hey, player X does not have enough games, but he's played, he or she's played whatever amount of games, please verify with the league about what's going on. Um, Eags, injury, doctor's notes. I know that's going to start popping up some more. Is there anything we get, we need to clarify to the listeners and viewers who need to... You know, Read the rule book, question mark? That's well, that, we're getting the lamest terms here, you know, if we can. If you're hurt, send us an email. We'll tell you what you need to do. In, in due time. Like get, do it as soon as you can, pretty much, though. All right. Uh, and last but not least, uh, please check the playoff schedule. Dates are locked in. Um, playoffs begin mid-July. I think July 17th is the first window, so please check the dates for when your division will be playing. Let's dive into it. Mystery peasy as uh, we go along here. Co-Ed 2, and we'll start with Co-Ed 2, Co-Ed 3. Okay, so look look at the top four for Co-Ed 2 right, right now. You got IG Team at 13 points, Vultures at 12, Big 6 at 11, Fit Squad at 10, Kiss My Hands on at 10. I mean, three points separates first from fifth. Um... There's a lot of moving parts here, Pease. Um, are you com- are you comfortable to say that this is going to be the same five when we finish off the regular season? And this so I took I took some big losses to Vultures and Pick Six this season. Uh, I will say, Pick Six's defense can be had. Um, I would, it was just not the day for me to have them, but mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of they make a lot of mistakes. They make some, they make a lot of big plays, but they sort of like are extremely high risk reward. Right. Um, and then vultures. On the other hand, that's about as impressive as I can see. Like they're missing Rochelle Valier, who we're hoping uh, has a speedy recovery, and we hope it's not serious. She's still awaiting her results. Yeah. Uh, but she's missing, and nonetheless, like that defense is really good. Ben McMahon doesn't often play defense when for the vultures men's team when he's throwing, but him. Manning anchoring that defense at the three and allowing like guys like James Ramsdale to roam and then he can just attack um, and just take away concepts where he doesn't have to play deep and he he can just literally like they can drop drop two play two short and then and then he just goes after your concept he just tries to find what's available and and he reads it like a quarterback right. and um, Dr- James Ramsdale looks great at quarterback he's got exceptional 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 touch for someone who's not a natural thrower of the football. It's a good team, top to bottom. And Pick Six, Pick Six will play Vultures the last week of the season. Yeah, I think I think Kiss Man's Zone will end up ahead of Fit Squad. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Fit Squad, 
Uh, is it three losses in a row now? Yeah, they did beat Kiss Man's own midseason, so they do have the tiebreak if they were to end up with I, the same I don't, like, But they also, they, uh, Kiss Man's own has two games in hand with yeah. the same amount of points. Which they make, make, make up the run over here of uh, games played over here. Uh, by the way, uh, for Vultures, good news, bad news. Like Mitchell Rochelle Valier, bad news. But the good news is that their next game's not till July 9th. So in three Depending weeks. Depending what the injury is, though. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the injury, if it's hopefully minimal, it heals up that she can get that last two game run in before playoffs begin. That could be good news for her. It just, that takes a team that's already really good to absolutely championship contender. Do they, do they, do they top IG team in your books as being the, the favorite? I think they're more complete team than IG team. I, I, I think at this point, Jeans uh, Lee is a, Lee is a, a more seasoned quarterback. Um, and I told you, like, when I s- we had this conversation on the show, was it a, was it winter, right? Yeah. I said honestly, he's gonna he's getting really good really fast. Yeah. And like that's the evidence, right? Like, yeah. Clearly, clearly he has been. I saw it happen. Just, just again, I had played against him in the fall, <coughs> and then I saw him play in the winter, and I said he's already not the same guy, and now he's he's been he's just taken a, a, another step, um, and then, um, I think that's. So IG team have that one advantage, but I think that Vultures are a more complete team. James Drysdale, Phil Roberts, uh, Rochelle, if she's there. Um, it, it, it's a solid team uh, across the board. There's Jimmy McRae, who's really good too. Manuel Orgois, like th- there's not a weakness on any anywhere across the board. No, I, I think if you were to do one, two, three, four, five, um, I would go IG team, Vultures, kiss my end zone. Uh, pick six and fit squad. I, I've seen fit squad play a couple of times. We, I think we spoke about it, you and I, uh, Pease, a while ago. Um, I think there's some, there's something missing from that team. Which one? For fit squad, there's something that's missing from their from their chemistry. Well, when we played them, uh, Will Ruard was the thing that was missing because he yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. But um, I, I th- without giving away the book on them, um, there's a, a specific way that they play defense, which. Um, can allow a quarterback to capitalize, um, right. and I, I, I kind of agree. I don't know what they can do to correct it. I just think that they understand what their 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 roster build is, and in order to compensate for that, they score a lot of points. Right. And if they're not going to score a lot of points, they're going to struggle because they're not going to get stops. It's just not. It's not really. What they're out can without there to do. No, and the thing is now for Fit Squad, is that they're now off until I believe July fourth. So it's uh, whatever three week uh, break here, but don't look too far down the road here. But you look at a team like Rookies and Deep Balls, and Deep Balls did beat Fit Squad earlier this season. They yeah. could catch and jump them, and and then they play and weeks uh, t- the week ten game that they have left. Fit Squad. I, I think I think Fit Squad in five and five. Yeah, because because pick six and easy fun are hard games, and pick them. six is the last game for them. Yeah, right. So that that's gonna be tricky for them. And they, you're right; they might fall and become a middle tier team in the, in the uh, playoff standings that they'll have. I think easy fun's defense will make it so that um, they can't just run up the score. And pick six again, like if if Will Brugard shows up and if he plays a perfect game, great. But they're gonna they're they're trying to create turnovers, right? Um, and so. They take chances, and um, I think that that can be a trap for for them. I, I I'm not picking them to win the next two games. No, it, uh, the idea of them winning the next two games will not be easy for them, and it's it's gonna be fascinating to see how that plays but out. It's but it's interesting because they're, they're they're both really good, yeah. and matchup dependent at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Um, I just think that there are some folks who, who have the book on them and they struggle against those teams. Right. And I think for Fitzgerald. But they beat Kiss Manzone, who were historically been one of the teams who has their number. Right. And, and Kiss Manzone, like a win's a win, fair and square, but they were missing some guys. So I'll be curious to see how they would face against a, but that's, a much more. Listen, that's a recreation league in the summer, man. Yeah. There's going to be people missing in the, in the playoffs. There'll be people missing in the finals because, you know what? If, so, if someone's. Booked a two-week trip <laughs> in the in the finals, they booked a trip. You know what I mean? It is right. what it is. Okay, uh, looking at co-ed uh, three over here with uh, the rookies and and how that played out for them. Uh, rookies block party um, for you know. Well, wait, you said co-ed three. They're co-ed two. Co-ed two. Sorry about that. I, I apologize. No, no, it's all good. I just I got <laughs> I got to yeah, make sure I'm on the right time. The, the heat is uh, getting to my mind here. Okay, so rookies take out block party twenty four twelve. That was played on Tuesday. Um, in the bigger scheme of things here, from P, uh, from e- Iggy's question here, what does this mean for the playoffs standing now? Block parties on the Again, outside. you don't need to specify who's asking the question. Well, I'll make sure people know that. It's not my question or your question. but uh, In case the question, in case I'm going to make fun of the question. It's Iggy that may give the question. <laughs> so block party now is, is in the 11th spot at 2-4-1. They're one point behind, never too late. And for the rookies, they're at four wins. We think that will be more than enough to get into the playoffs with a min- minimum of four wins going forward. Yeah, four wins looks like it's going to be the mark. Um, although, three, like, if yep. you look at the bottom of the standings, Block Party is the only one I think that has a chance lo- logistically to get the three. Yeah. Um, and their path isn't particularly easy. They have uh, Beeftons, Deep Balls, and Easy Fun ahead. Beeftons will beat. Maybe, man. Be- like, ne- like, it's a game where it's just ugly, right? Like, n- what are we going to get? Four touchdowns combined? Five touchdowns combined? Yeah. At that point, anything can happen, right? Like, right. Like, I, I, I would tend to agree, but... It's not a guarantee, right? No, actually, I'll get that game in Laval uh, next week. But I, I think that for for where we stand right now with the overall standings in Coed Two, excuse me, um, I think Block Party is going to have a tough road to try and get back to that picture because easy fun. They're going to be decent. Plenty of fish is not too bad. Never too late team is not too bad. Yeah. But if they're going to get into that equation, they got to beat Beeftons. If they beat Beeftons, it really puts pressure on the teams. Above I think them. if they if they beat Beeftons, they have a sh- shot. If they yeah. lose that game, then the playoff teams are decided. Yeah, and it's, then it's just about order. It's a question of who's yeah. going to finish where at that point, though. But you wonder though, right? That lower half of that division rankings, of course, it's a different playoff format. But you look at seeds seven, eight, nine, deep balls, easy fun, plenty of fish, never too late team. I'm not going to discount these teams in the playoffs. I think they can pull off enough. Yeah, these teams. yeah. I, I think they're all teams with flaws. Yeah. Um, and if those teams have a hot game, they can upset anyone. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and like we've seen, we've seen it. We've seen some surprising wins from these teams as well, right? So right. No, and, and I just think that in, in this case that we're in for this division, uh, there is you know I score kept a, f- a couple of these games in Kawhi three in Kawhi two. It's there's a little bit more unpredictability with some of the teams uh, in this division. And I just think that it would be fascinating to see how this plays out and how whoever plays the higher seed in that opening round, again, like I said, I think we'll have an upset along the way. And it can come from one of these four teams that can really shake the uh, playoff rankings going towards uh, the playoffs in mid-July. Yeah. All right, so when you look at it right now, uh, from Michael Scott's thoughts, and Wait, did we answer Iggy's question? Yeah, I think we did. I think we answered Iggy's questions. I think we did. I hope we did. I don't, I don't even remember what the, what the question was. <laughs> it's, it's the rookies. Well, it's more the rookies because they lost that game, right? Cause, uh, oh, can the rookies? Yeah. Well, what was the question? <laughs> can the rookies what? It was a long question. Hold on here. Just, just give me the gist of it. Yeah, hold on here. We get it back. 
What a surprise. Higgy was long-winded. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like a paragraph long. Okay, uh, recapping the rookies' block party game. What does it mean for the final playoff spot, spots? Uh, the oh, rookie, we answered that part. Yeah, of the, yeah. the rookies started 0-4 with the brutal schedule. Now r- rattle off three, perhaps fourth they beat block party, which was the it wins in a row. Uh, can they create havoc as a middle seed in the playoffs and go on a Cinderella run? So they're not bad. They're not bad at all. Um I I saw a bit of their game on Tuesday. No, I didn't. Sorry, I was at American State on, on Monday. I'm thinking of another game. Um, but there's there's issues with the rookies. Uh, the the they're not going to score a ton. Uh, Kamales makes mistakes. Uh, but I'm I like their general level of, of athleticism. Mm-hmm. And um, if they're if they're not going to if you're going to play a quarterback who doesn't execute or if you're going to play against a quarterback that doesn't have a a competent scheme they're 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 a team that's going to win games right basically like they ignore the fact that they are rookies ignore the fact that the team name is rookies ignore the fact that they're essentially all um uh, introductory level ratings except for Lance Jean and and uh, and Cedric Morris yeah um if you take them lightly you're going to lose that game right right plain and simple um, looking at the Cravette, Michael Scott, Sass, Tigres, and Kamikaze, right? They're all in the final four last spots of the playoff window. Yeah. Um, are you confident that all four will be in the playoffs? Or well, are we sure that uh, they have, uh, like, have, do Kamikaze and Catching W's have uh, um, a game against each other so far? I believe they do. Do they not? Eags? Let us find out. So Kamikaze beat Catching W's. Yes. Okay, so the tiebreaker goes to Kamikaze. Kamikaze, so which is why they're there. Okay, great. And and I just want to double check because it doesn't yeah. always do that. <laughs> and Cats and W's, like right now, they might have to catch Tigres to get that last spot in the playoffs. And Cats and W's is having a tough time putting up points. Um, yeah. So when you see seven games through the season, not even 100 points scored, um, it's pretty remarkable that they've won as many games as they have considering right. that. Um, that said... They do have free agents this week who have been worse. But free agents are still in the playoff race, though. They win. They're, they're back yeah. in that conversation, though. Yeah, they're averaging 11 points a game. Scored. They're scoring points. Nope. They aren't. Eagle, are you scoring points? Nope. <laughs> there we go. And, like, it's not a cheap shot. I just I looked up, and I was like, wow, I was talking a lot of shit about 98 points for, but 77 through seven games, is that's tough. That's a rough season. Eleven um, points, man. That's cra- that's like a crazy like combination of football. What? Eleven points. Well, I mean, they're not actually. Scoring I know, I know. But I'm saying though, like, we did the average. It's a crazy, yeah. c- crazy combination. What's right? the median of points that you've scored? <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just look at your third and a half game and tell me what the score was. It'll probably be six, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. I oh, actually want to look at the median. Did you do it properly, you mean? Yeah, because yeah, actually, it's probably going to be somewhat easy to figure out here. Let's just see. We have eight. We have six. We have zero. We have six. We have six. And we have 32. Yep, yeah, so it would be six. Six it, is our it median. W- it wasn't a serious question. But I, that's the correct <laughs> answer, though. <Yeah. laughs> anyway. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that spot, though. But 
Uh, you know, again, like I said, th- this I think all of them can hold on to their spots. Catch the W's, I think, are in tough. Dream Killers, I don't think so. Free Agents, I'm sorry, because I don't think that's going to happen for you this year. Uh, you say that. We have Catching W's and Dream Killers on our schedule, which are also in the bottom fighting for a spot Okay, up. so you win those two games, you get in the playoffs. It's possible. It'll be tough because at that point, I think Kamikaze will beat you. Oh, no, wait, yeah, they beat us week one. They beat you week one, yeah. Um. So, but I think sorry, I think Kamikaze are winning this week. So then they're ahead of you with the tiebreak. So you have to hope for a multi-team tiebreak and that everyone else starts really allowing points. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's not mathematically eliminated, but mathematically adjacent. Um, I do want to talk really quickly about the top of the rankings, real quick, because uh, yeah. you know we've talked a little bit about Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious Three, but what a Niners, man. Um, They've really come a long way. Um, guys like Brandon Bagley uh, aren't as well known in FPF, but that dude can play. Um, Chaz Presser. Chaz Presser, obviously. These are guys we talked about, Alex Blay. Uh, but getting some production from Mika Benoit, uh, Isabella Lamosa also. Um, and then, you know, defensively, you see Bagley with 11, <laughs> 11 receptions, Kevin Daniel with five receptions. Like, they're, they're doing all things well. It, it, it's a good team. So, like, it's it's a. It's a very different one in Niners than the one the team we've recognized from years and years past. Yeah, they're they're a different team. I, I scored up their game against Dream Killers uh, yesterday in Brossard. Um and Chad said it wasn't our best game. Even Alex Play said it wasn't our best game. And I'm like, dude, you guys won thirty to twelve, man. I don't know what else you can do, right? To say this wasn't your best game. But they do have some good players on this team, and they do have a chance to make a run. Uh, you know, they're seven one and one, I believe now. But like Dream Killers, unfortunately, they're not a really good team. They're, they they lack uh they like the panache, the marauding ability to really um, open up the field here. Mm-hmm. Could they catch up the fast and not Fierce 3? Probably not. Uh, but if they do play each other in the playoffs at some point, they got to figure out how to just contain some of the big hitters on fast, not Fierce 3. The other thing is Charles Presser needs to chill. He needs to not run around so much. He has more time than he thinks. Yeah. He's constantly throwing the run. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Dude, you're a phenomenal athlete. It's fine. But um, it's not necessary to use it all the time. Sometimes you just need to sit in the pocket, pocket and, and deliver a strike. You know? Right. And let's not forget, Dream Team Thunder Buddies are chasing them. They're not far off, right? I yeah. mean, uh, Fast and Furious 3 probably in the, in the pole position to be the number one seed. But one and nineers are not a clinch yet for number two. They could drop to four when the dust settles for the playoff seasons moving forward. All right, on to women's. Uh, so I scored cap X and X against um, uh, Blue Thunder. Fantastic game. X and X winning pretty much with four plays left. Uh, keeping the playoff hopes alive. Because of that win, they're now in the playoff spot uh, going towards their final few weeks of the season. They have two more games left. They're 1-6-1. Pees, um, with that win over Blue Thunder, did they save their season and now a chance to get themselves in the tournament in a few weeks from now? Well, yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, just statistically very clearly, yes. Um, and Blue Thunder was a team you were high on. I am. And this they had a really out of the game. They were up 16-8. to eight. They were controlling the game. And this, it had some bad play calling, I found, especially in the last play of the game. Sorry to cut you off, Pease. Yeah, no, no I, I just, I set you up to talk. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't cutting me off. We, we just were doing a thing called radio. Right. So <laughs> they were at midfield with one play left. You figured they'll throw a Hail Mary in the end zone. Yeah. And, you know, in the women's game, you can do, like, shovel passes, right? Short shovel passes. You have more bunch formations. And they went with the bunch formation, and they did a sh- five-yard shovel pass to close Simar who they thought might be able to run through the defense and get the touchdown. She got by one player and then got tackled right away for like maybe eight yards in total. And I just thought that was not the call. You should have gone the end zone, test out the chances. What 
you're in the end zone. What happens? Either it's picked off, uh, incomplete, or touchdown. Yeah, I saw. I also saw having to catch uh, two deep strikes from my Defazio to uh, yeah to Mia Abelard. Yeah, and Mia Abelard's really good, man. She's very good. Like her her ability to uh, catch the ball in stride. Like my, credit to Maya for putting it like where it got where it had to be. Yeah, but. The concentration to sort of be able to, uh, I'm thinking, I think it was on a corner route, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she caught it for like full extension, kept running, didn't break stride at all. Uh, great concentration, beautiful, beautiful catch. Um, I was, I was really impressed. Yeah, um, she was I, thought, I thought that Blue Thunder would just score, outscore him, but um, no, they couldn't, couldn't get do going. it. Like Gino Tafaz had a good call on defense. Like he, he took away some of the big plays for them. And I don't know who that is. Oh yes, I forgot about it, but. Uh, but uh, Abelard was a problem for the Blue Thunder defense. They just didn't, they the didn't adjust. The size advantage because yeah. Blue Thunder are n- not the tallest team. No, but they had the speed, but they, they just didn't but have the right. Okay, but my Abelard might have been the fastest player in the field. She really, she is the fastest player. Because her strides are – and, like, it doesn't even look hard for her to move that quickly. No. Her strides are long, um, and she – again, great body control, and um, the, the, the size advantage was apparent. Yeah, and I thought Juliette Bobet had a ba- had a bad game, some bad reads. Um, again, it's a game that Blue Thunder is going to look back and say, "We should have won this game, and we probably would have been uh, somewhere in the middle ranks of the division right now, um, looking at what's left for their season." But I just thought it was a, it was a missed chance for them to be a, a middle pack team, jump over Red Nation for what would have been at least the number uh, number. Uh, six spot, but they would have jumped to Titmiets because they beat them this year. So they could have got as high as five, if not four, and they would have been in that competition for the three spot. But now they're probably uh, trying to stave off X and X for the seventh seed going towards the final few weeks of the regular season. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's uh, it, it does set up the path, right? Um, yeah. So it's just a question of how that all plays out. But it, 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 I didn't think of it in the moment, but it, it seems to be like a cornerstone game that, that we witnessed last night. It could be a seminal moment, yeah, it could be. Um, for X and X, it just, it, but you know, like in X and X, they tied Red Nation and Laval could have won that game. Like, I mean, they've been competitive, but it's that, you know, when you bring in uh, Amad DeFazio, as young as she is as a quarterback, learned to play the game and, and being confident in her throws and, and seeing what's out there from her mm-hmm. reads. I mean, she made some throws that, that were tight windows. Like, okay, that's pretty impressive. But then she made some throws like, okay, well, she still has to get more reps. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the youth, and, and um, I, I don't know her background in terms of quarterbacking. Yeah. But, like, you know, she doesn't look necessarily like a natural passer in terms of footwork and all that. So I'm sure that'll get better with time, too. Right. Um, so. Okay, so Wildcats, they're running away with uh, women's two right now. They're, they're going to be your number one seed probably. I like Supernova a lot, though, man. But can they hold on to that spot, though? Because I think so, but I, 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 I think Supernova play these annoying, gritty games. Like, kind of the, like, they're like the Miami Heat of the division. Like, they're just unkillable zombies who stick around in the game. Yeah. And make life difficult. So I think Wildcats have it. I like Wildcats going back to last season. Yeah. But um, who's the Nuggets of their division then? Wildcats. <laughs> no, no, no. He just said they're the Heat. No, he no, said, said Supernova. Supernova is the oh, Heat. Oh, Supernova is the Heat. Yeah. Yeah, Wildcats are, are, are. Well, no, it, it would be Sub Zero because it, it would be the other conference. <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 So Sarah Parker, uh, Nikola Jokic. No, Jokic would be uh, Lawrence Papillon. Fair. Yeah, Jamal Murray would be uh, Sarah Parker. All right. 
That's what I go sure. with. Sure. I mean, they're completely different sports. I don't know how you're comparing yeah, them. But Loris Pompriana does look like she likes uh, horses, I guess. So Perhaps. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And a great receiver that she is. But Absolutely. I think for Supernova, um, you're confident. I, I think they might get a run for number two because Wolfpack, the Petit Miette are coming on strong of late. Um, they, they've been playing better than where they were early in the season. Wolfpack, I'm not going to discredit them, though. They, they have a bit of... Um, they had this underdog uh, mentality that they play well with, and they could. I'm not saying they're going to run it, but they could upset one of these teams come up in, in their Was schedule. Was this right? Uh, well, uh, well, uh, Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the, um, their schedule's not easy, though. They got no, Wildcats, I, and they got WOS coming up, which is not uh, easy. That's, that's what I was reacting to yeah. <laughs> in real time. Uh, but, like, you know, two of the last three games that looked really good, they had a dud against the PCMet. I thought that they let Pizzimia off the hook there. Yeah, I was there for that. Um, that and it just feels like, don't they feel like they might do that in like round one? Just have a game where they don't show up? Yeah, and, and let, let the team hang around. Like what Boothan did with, with X and X, right? Like you don't want that to happen. And, and then Bannon hits you in a quick score and then you're down and you're literally with left of plays and you can't really do your offense because yeah. of what's required. And we know, like, we know what they are. Like yeah. Maurice Paquette and Marie Paradis are both offensively, defensively, they're the stars. Yeah. Right. And and it's they come in there and they and they, get, they dare you to stop them, even though you know what they're trying to do. Right. I just think bit. Unfortunately, they they're not at that level yet. They're sort of in, in between. Um, I they beat Supernova this week, right? Yes. But the thing is, though, is that they're in, they're see what makes them relevant bit is their pass rushing. Uh, they have a really good pass rusher on defense that has played really well for them this season. Um, in terms of what she's done overall. And that is uh, Maria uh, Manseri. She's a really good pass rusher, and mm-hmm. she's really... Like, when they played uh, Le Petit Miette uh, two weeks ago, she made things difficult for uh, for MVG. And now for, for this situation, if she can be a, a, a menace on both sides of football, being a pass catcher and being a pass rusher, that just gives them an X factor. But I just think that they're just a bit inconsistent in how they are because they're still out of the gates, and then when they turn it on, it's too little too late. And that's where I think they have to be a little bit more better and correct that issue that they have. We also we saw Athena Ryan um, struggle a little bit in the FPF regular rules, right? Um, so when she played co-ed, even though it's four, pl- four downs to 10 yards, if she struggled on first and second down, she had a hard time. Right. N- with the women's rules, given that she's not a big-arm quarterback – and that when she does throw deep, it tends to float. Um, do you think this is a worse setup for her? I, I think that's tight. Like, do you think she's actually better at COA than she than she's at? No, I think she's good as a women's quarterback. I just think that she has she over sh- overcooks her passes sometimes, and then well, because drops. again, like like I mean, speaking from experience, I'm I'm yeah. someone who doesn't have a big arm, right? And so no. like when I'm throwing deep, I have to throw early and with touch so that. I'm throwing to a spot where I'm assuming my player will be at, right? So, like, yeah. she's kind of doing the same thing, and it's difficult. It's, it's really hard to do. Yeah, and I think she has she has to get an early, you know, it's like a pitcher, right? Throw some strikes. Throw some strikes. It can be ground balls. But, this but, but that's the thing is she, she does that. Well. What she does best is passing in rhythm. And I talked about that on last season's show, the yeah. shows that we did with Iggy. Um, but what she struggles is, again, when she gets behind on downs. And I feel like women, the women's division – is harder because you got to get the half field. Yeah, you like 
it's not just hitting somebody on a hook and maybe they, they turn and instead of having a four-yard gain, you have an eight-yard gain. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's it's fourth and two. Right. That happens. You still have to get the half field on fourth down. Yeah, and I, I just think that if they can get going early, it will it will help their confidence. I think that will keep them relevant. But if they get that pass rush, that's a game changer for them because that co- that pass rusher can really take away yards and put teams in, at a disadvantage going forward. Quickly here, P's for Division One women's. I mean, there's not much to really say right now. We know who the two best teams are, and mm-hmm. it's there's not much right now until we have these two teams, yeah. perhaps no disrespect to the Rock, uh, playing each other in the finals. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you want to say? There's nothing to say, really. <laughs> the two best teams are there. Yeah. It feels like all those seasons of, of uh, you know, Montreal's finest and D-Boys back in the day in, Div- in Division One, uh, where, you know, we just sort of knew those two teams were t- at the top of the standings. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what we have. Um, and even at that, there's really a top one. We have a super team, and then we have a really good team, and then we have a team that's not quite on pace. No, if they were in the other division, they'd be uh, one of the better teams for uh, sure. Th- they would, they would be the best team. Yeah, by a by a little bit of a margin. Uh, Sub zero, I don't think are losing a game. No, they 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 we can pencil them in for uh, August sixth. The fact that their backup quarterback is when she's playing is the best quarterback in the division. Yeah, <laughs> is it's a lot. Like, you know, already <laughs> have Sarah Parker to contend with, who is. I mean, at this point, despite her young age, already reached legendary status, right? Like, kind of like, kind of not. I was gonna say Anthony Lazaro, kind of like Dan Lazaro, right? Where like, to be anointed as that good, despite the fact that like, is Dan even thirty at this point? Dan is twenty-eight. That's what I'm saying. So like, so like, she kind of reminds she she's that path for me, where it's like someone who started recently, who's playing still as 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 a young woman, and is already seen as this absolute tidal wave and then by the way mode like us is also incredible yes. and she's the backup on this team for when sarah parker's not available because of tournaments and whatever and the fact that they have like you know uh you know jessica bostampin jasmine farmer Lawrence pompagin uh Laurent Beauchamp's played a couple of games uh they have Marie-Lou Bellin on the roster who can't play because I believe she's still recovering from injury. Yeah. And that's just a flex. It's just to be like, she could even be out here if we wanted that's, that's it. That's like you a know. fantasy football team right there. It's Sarah Cormier, yeah. Virginia, a woman or not. Like, it's, it's nonsense. And like, I understand that not all of them are there every game. And that's no, kind of no. the way the team was built. But it's like, man, your second and third strings are ri- just ridiculous talents. If there was a B team, they'd probably be the second place team. That division. Like, yeah, if they split the team in two, mode quarterbacking one yeah. and start quarterbacking the other, then yeah, that's, those are the two best teams in the division. Yeah. Um, on to Division C. So the game changers have been really picking it up of late. They're 6-3. and three. The last two games, uh, they took out KMI. They took out Diamond Bougie, which I score cap, which ended Diamond Bougie's run for undefeated streak. Um, do you like their chance to win? Div C and with them now off for a month at nine games play, does that hurt their momentum going towards the final four weeks of the season? I mean, it's interesting because um, it's a team where we saw the the roster and we said they're they're okay, like they'll they'll be fine. Um, I don't know how Jim Collins has two games played for them when uh, he's on backyard bullies. Well. Uh, he uh, he played with them week one, I believe, week two, and he got his release. Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, yeah, he um, got his release. But, yeah, so um, I'm going to say something, though, about Anton Sackies. Oh, he say, say the last name properly, please. Sackage. Thank you. 
Um, wait, is this a clip? Do I need to reset? No, it's not a clip. Okay, cool. <laughs> a show about a show. <laughs> what? Exactly. What's a clip, Mo? <laughs> What's a clip? What's a clip? Clip. Um. So we have that in the script. We have a clip. <laughs> What's a clip? Um. Anton Sackis came into the league in Division Five and dominated. Which, to be fair, they didn't know anything about the league, know anything really about flag football. They learned on the fly and yeah, just through sheer athleticism. You know, they they won a championship, undefeated run through championship, yeah, right? Pilatro, Terrence Dobson, yeah, those guys. great team. Uh, Albie still uh, there. Who's still on the team. Yeah. Um, but obviously the story from that whole season was, who was this guy, Ant- Anton Sackis, right? Yeah. Um, one of the most, one of the best and most gifted deep ball throwers in all of FPL. Yeah. Um, not because like I understand there are guys with bigger arms, although his arm is probably above average. His touch on deep passes is incredible. Yeah. And when he came back, it kind of felt a little bit like, oh, has he plateaued? I think it took him a second to really just get back into the field of FPF. And now the dudes looked excellent. Like those are two really good defenses. Two really good defenses he played. Against. Yeah, they they um they really held their own because they what happened was Anton had a really bad first half against uh, Don Bougie. He had a really bad first half against them where he threw two ints. Uh, Don Bougie was controlling the game. They're about to run him off. Mm. But then, funny enough, An- Anton went as a pass rusher, and he sacked. Um, I don't know what Eagles laughing for. <laughs> no reason. No reason. Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on there, Eagle. I saw you change. Change it back. Oh, it was a joke for Eagles, so it'll be fine. Anyway, um, yeah, Sackis went as as pass rusher. He had two sacks, one bad ball against Jules Rajambal, and and Jules did not get going. Like he just lost his rhythm yeah. and he lost his confidence. And and that's another thing. Anton's a better athlete than he gets credit for because he he is mostly a a uh, pocket passer. Yeah, but the dude can move. Yeah, and and not only that, like in, I think in, in Diamond Bougie, they also had a lot of drop balls. Like Fitzgerald San, San just had a terrible game. He had four drop balls. I uh, didn't play well. Fix Boutte was good, but I mean, you know, he had a he had a drop ball in the end zone on a fourth down play. Yeah, you know, and, and literally from his from their own ten, they went for it. They bombed it down the left sideline. He caught it, dropped in the end zone, which would have been six. You flip that twelve point swing, going in favor of. Of game changers, but I think now, with, like you know, with a month off here, peas, um, I I do like the chances at six and three. I, I think they're a decent I, team. I think there's a yes, there's sort of a ceiling on their ability because I do think overall they're missing a bit of see- speed. I love the size on like Ludwig Johnny, Alvi Mazel, Louis Paquette. Like these are really good physical, um, like. Possession receivers, yeah. and they fit. They fit perfectly with the way Sackis plays because, again, he doesn't need the largest window. You don't need to blow by your guy. He's going to be able to place the ball perfectly, right? Yeah. Um, I just think that at some point, like I, like yes, they beat Diamond Bougie. Yes, they beat Kiss My In Laws. Do they? How many times out of ten did they do that? Probably four, five, three, four, five out of ten. You know. Uh, and you can't go into playoffs expecting to win every coin flip. No, but we we said this division is so unpredictable right now. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's, it's wild. It's such a flavor of the week type of uh, division, right? This week is th- it's game changers, but next week it could be sharks. It could, it could be uh, Kiss Manzone. It was commissioned two weeks ago for you and I. Yeah. And and now those teams are kind of floundering between seven, eight, nine, and ten, going towards the final three, four weeks. It of just the does, does does there's very little separation 
you know, no, yeah, from top to bottom. And, and keep an eye on Bible study and Beset and Sepo because they both have five games played. So they can make a run here and, and cash in on the two, if not three games and handle certain teams. Bible and, study haven't lost a game either. Yeah, and, and they can end up being seven wins by the time they hit their last week of games that they have in, in mid-July. So yeah. something to watch out for with that division. But when we look at the playoff analysis right now for what we have left for the bottom half of the division here. Right now, infantry is sputtering. Uh, it's unfortunate uh, that they're sputtering right now. You guys, unfortunately, two and five, but maybe you can make a run. LBB had a tough loss, an ugly loss that they suffered as well on Tuesday in Brossard. Um, right now, Peace, what's, what do you think? Taking away your view of where Hot Sauce Sports is, as, as you speak, from an objective standpoint, how does this play out for the teams on the outside looking in? Can, can I jump in for a second yes. here? The teams that are from 12 to 20 are all tied at six points. That's crazy. So at this point, if any of the teams, 21 to 23, at four points, get one more win, they join that amalgamation of tiebreak disasters or nightmares that could happen depending on what ends up with. Your migraine headache. Yeah, exactly. So this could go in any direction, and all it takes is one win to get yourself back in the conversation. It's like a deck of cards. You take away that card, it just collapses the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like Jenga, to use uh, your favorite... I remember your wife and Brent Bakken having a Jenga battle at your place years ago. Yeah, well, we uh, we took that. The the reason we no longer do uh, press conferences was because I turned it into uh, a game show. A game show yeah. where, uh, in order to ask a question, you need to to put the block, block yeah. without uh, safely. So That's then right. uh, Rob decided no more press conferences. Yeah, that was it. Jenga destroyed it all. So yeah, <coughs> so looking at it now, like I mean, LBB lost to Flag Fools badly. Um, you guys are still in it. Infantry are still in it. But as you made the point, one win and you're back in the fraternity on the green side of the But even right. like like Killer Rays, like, you know, they're they have four points to, back. But they have a bit of work to do, though. The guy, the guy gets okay, two wins. They lost, by, they lost on the last play to us by a point. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're literally one point away from loss. being in there. I, I, guess. The loss. I mean, again, that's why we have a show mode because a loss is not just a loss. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no point in having a podcast. Mangoose, are, are, you think they're out? It's tough. I don't uh, think they're going to be. We, we thought they'd be the weakest team in this division. Again, they're not cowardly. I'll give them that. They are heroes because they actually showed courage and uh, challenged themselves. I agree. Back here, but they showed courage the win over you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they're supposed to, though. Yeah. Because they're yeah. the better team. Are they, they not? Are they worse? Their uh, bullets were accurate against you. But, but like, so my question is. I took bullets for you. No, you didn't. I did take bullets no, for zero, you. Zero. Zero. I took bullets for you. I brought Sarai Fields. No, you're like, oh, oh, oh I'm, no, no, no. I don't know anything. I, I'm not here. I'm not here. Uh, I was like, guys, it was PZ's. So, uh, but, but what you're saying is, are they a worse team than Hot Sauce Sports? Who? Backyard Bullies. Backyard Bullies? They beat you guys. Are they, are they better or worse, though? You guys should have won. You guys lost. So, are we better? I'm not saying you guys are better. You guys so, who's won. better? I said, I took bullets for you. Anyway, the point but is but this. But who's the better team? The better team right now in that game was Backyard Boys. So they did what they're supposed to do. They're the favorites they won. Perhaps they did, yes. Yeah. So I don't understand. The, what's the controversy? I'm saying two bullets for you. Nope. Um, <laughs> but you see, the infantry right now, um, this is a team that I look at. The new quarterback at play as well. I score kept their game the last couple of weeks here uh, for what they're trying to build up. And when you see, and we know him very oh, well. like, who was quarterback that week? Zach Stacey. Okay. Zach Stacey's been the guy for the last couple of weeks here. So when we look at Zach Stacey, you know, he's gone up in weight class, right, for quarterback play this division from where he was with uh, West Allen boys. Does he have enough to get this team over the line into the playoffs? 
the team's talent is there. The the question mark from before the season started was quarterbacking, right? And I don't think, you know, Mike Roy has enough of a pedigree that maybe if he played the whole season, it's different. Yeah, but he's inconsistent though. He Mike is. I, look, I'm not saying I'm not saying they'd be a top tier team no. with him at quarterback. I, I'm like, it it would be a downgrade from whoever it is is a downgrade from Corey Wolowski, who is essentially the best quarterback in the division, right? Yeah. That part we can agree on. So, um. Like maybe you keep giving Zach Stacy reps and he like like similar to Jeansley Alexi, it's just a guy who picks it up quickly, you know. Maybe that's the case, but um, <sighs> four games they've lost by eight points or less, so they've lost by a score or less. Yeah, but a lot of that's been on the backs of their defense, right? Yeah. Like like they they lost twenty twenty to Junkyard Dogs, sure, but they also only scored twenty points. Yeah, you know, like they they lose thirty four twenty six. That's a that's a pretty good game against Top Season, but you know. Twenty six uh, points. McGrath had a great game that day. Who? Talk, you know um, McGrath for top season. Yeah, we but like, but I'm saying like, like you're not going to win a lot of games scoring twenty six points. But go ahead, no, McGrath. But you know, I was going to say with Sean McGrath and and him as a quarterback, you talk about uh, Anton Sackis having a great deep ball. When Sean McGrath is healthy and he's locked in like a pitcher, he throws a beautiful ball. Yeah, I just I think sometimes he falls in love with the deep ball a little too much. Yeah, he does. He but does. that's I mean that's just he hasn't played enough to develop. Really, that level of like FPF maturity, but I, I like that's the next step for him is really knowing when to take the shots. I, I want to see him have that connection with Hassan Warhol, Kim Donnett. Yeah, um, and especially Kim Donnett's so great underneath, man. Yeah, use him on, on underneath routes all the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he goes to Ryan McGrath a lot, but I get it because you know they have that that the connection, birth connection, right? Yeah. Well, who they are as, as brothers, but but not to go off topic here, but like I just think that when Sean McGrath's locked in, he has a beautiful throw on his on his deep balls, and even. The confidence that he exudes out there, but again, to the point that we have with the with this division right now, um, infantry, you know, they 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 could turn it around. I think they're trying to p- figure it out. I think Zach Stacy, if he figures it out and keeps it simple, I think that helps them. And it's that bounce, right? It's a bounce here, a bounce here that's gone their way in those four games that they lost by eight points or less. Three of them were by four points or less. So it's it's that flip of the coin piece in the luck of the draw. Sometimes how this plays out for them, but. I just think that they could be in play. I think you guys are okay. I think you guys will find some wins. I have to not be trash. <laughs> I know, like, we, we we've lost a lot of games on like the last possession. So right, yeah, it, it, to a degree, yes. But I'm not playing well. But you beat Mangoose. Like you, you, you beat Mangoose in ten days' time. I'll give you that. Maybe that, that's we'll see. We hasn't happened but yet. That's three, right? The Green Munches. Depending who the quarterback is for Green Munches, if it's the Laval kid. Oof, that's tough. That's going to be tough. We'll see. But then you got fourth and Schlonk, who may not have the quarterback, which is going to be a question that we'll have to clip. Uh, Eagle, don't forget to clip this clip over here. What's a clip? The clip is a clip, yeah. So I think you guys get back into it. I think you guys get the three, and then you I go mean, to the final two games. The frustrating part is, is we know that's a good team, and I'm not playing well, and that's the most frustrating place to be in. Straight, that's all it is. Right. You know? Right. Plain and simple. Okay, so fourth and Schlonk. Um, they're not going to be with Michael Caparelli for the next four weeks. He's going to be on vacation. Uh, they are up the ladder now with what they've done so far. Can they hold on to the playoff spot at 3-3 three and three, going to their final four games of the regular season? I think that despite the fact that Michael Caparelli is a great quarterback who throws really hard, throws balls that are really difficult to defend, the strength of Fort Schlong is absolutely their depth, right? Guys like uh, Julien Prou. Uh, Darren McDazian and Justin Lerner on this team as well. Uh, these are guys who are effective on both sides of the ball. I don't think it ultimately matters uh, who's throwing to a degree. I think it will matter in some games. 
I think there's enough out there for them uh, to be competitive. They're going to create turnovers. And we saw with Justin Lerner at quarterback. He threw five touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Justin Lerner's played the position before. They're not going to be the same team. They're still going to be a highly competitive team. I expect them to win more than they lose in that stretch. Yeah, I, look, their final four games, which includes playing you guys, bubble study, tough team. You look at Bissett, it's a ball that's going to be re, um, uh, a redo because it was a thunderstorm. And never day. overtime's not bad either. No, never overtime's not bad, right? If they can, again, we see the Lions four wins. If they can get themselves to five, they'll be in good shape going towards the playoffs here and buy them some time. But that depth, you mentioned that depth. Zapatelli's been great for them this year. Yeah. The Wrangler, who, by the way, if you look at his stats, could be Hall of Fame. Look at his numbers. Interceptions and sacks. Rare duo number he has going on for them. He's good. But the thing that worries Justin about... Justin Blanchard would like a word. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, but the, the worrisome thing about, about this situation for them is that they've been inconsistent, right? They lose badly to the commission earlier this season, which they, they could have won and just didn't play well. Then they beat the Sharks. So which team are we going to get now without Caporelli at quarterback? That's going to be key. And I think for them, if they're going to be sloppy, they're going to lose those type of games, and then they're going to be the outside looking in. But if they keep it clean, keep it safe, they'll be all right, and they'll be in the playoffs with four wins, if not five. Yeah. And that's a clip. What's a clip? A clip. You don't need to say it. A clip's a clip. If you know what a clip is. LA Clippers. I know Clippy. A clip is something that Mokan would know about if he actually took bullets, but he's a coward and never took bullets in his life for anyone. It looks like you're trying to host the podcast. Do you need help? I do, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to open up Division E over here. Uh, <laughs> All right, on to Division E. Um, okay, Bloodline T-Wolves. This, what does this mean now for the playoff uh, situation going towards uh, the final three, four weeks of the season? T-Wolves are now 0-6-1. Bloodline are 2-5. Not going to say they're in, but they're in better position than where they were about two days ago with their record of 2-5. and five. I'm also waiting for the yeah, load. Yeah, no, Bloodline. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I guess this thing hasn't loaded up yet. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think Granddaddy Perp are in trouble uh, as we thought for most of the season um bloodline so the schedule's not easy man FSU. no but they got they got they got their two wins and three through the last three games right so yeah. like they got a lot going for them um they yeah the, the only chance they have is to beat who they but i think they might have done enough to be honest they might have done enough already to make the playoffs they they are like they get one more. I think they're more than more than good to go. But again, that schedule though is is brutal for them. You know, F, FSU is not going to be easy, and they're a bit uh, peeved off right now. Uh, you look at uh, Hill Marty's; they're a good team. Who they? They're a good team. They're they're essentially in. like they 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 can backdoor. They the have now. they have the the head to head against Timberwolves. Um, Timberwolves have some tough games ahead as well. Um, but it's the, just surprising though. Timberwolves have the athletes, but they just haven't figured it out. It's just you know, it's not been there. They got the the past. So but here's the up. thing, Mo. Like a- athleticism is a nice luxury in FPF, but it's it's only one component. Like you need to understand what you're doing, and schematically, if they don't, if they like, dude, the the the, <laughs> the the quarterback who's thrown the most touchdowns for them is Didley Paul, who's thrown four. Yeah, four. They don't have a quarter. They have no quarterback that's thrown over fifty. Was completed over fifty percent of his passes. Um, how do you expect to win games? Like it doesn't. The, the athleticism doesn't matter. They're they're not playing with a level of competence that's required to win games. And again, 
to me, the surprising thing about this is that Jimmy Lee Janvier is on the team. You figure he'd be able to coach up the offense at least. Yeah, I don't think he sees it. I don't think they see how he sees it. You know, it's start just, with like two, three simple plays. Teach them, teach them that. It's sort of like a slingshot offense, right? You know, you have a slingshot. You're gonna extend that that the, the elastic as far as you can and just launch it as far as you could. And that's what they do. They just sling it, and that's all they care is hopefully get a touchdown on a 40 yard bomb. But that does like, like but I don't even understand the concept of that. That doesn't that. work. I know, but they don't understand the concept that hey, you have to play within that narrow field of like you can't be bombed at every single play as you were. Like there's there's a place for the the deep ball, but like, I mean, the types of teams that win in our league is very like consistency is the most important thing, and and score and and having a high percentage offense and yeah. they're neither. Yeah. Um, FSU right now they have the tiebreaker over Hale Marty's. Can they hold on to the number one seed? Both at seven and one. Right. So now. the only way for that to happen is that Hale Marty's needs to get an additional win over FSU, which means Hale Marty's would need to win both their games versus Satriel and Bloodline, and FSU would need to drop either to Bloodline or not U two. That's the only scenario so where Hale Marty's. The only game that could be a vicious not U two. You think? Yeah. Bloodline's not going to do it, right? I mean, the other option is I think they both drop to Bloodline, for example, and then again, Marty's wins the other one, right? So it's like there's like combinations of that that could also happen. So either FSU needs to drop both games or at least a game. I don't think FSU's losing either one, to be honest. No, you, not, not even to uh, – not you too. Not you too's roster's been inconsistent. Um, and, like, I think we just got bored with FSU, but, like, they're getting – they're good, man. They've improved dramatically since their their since first the appearance. Since the false king's anointment by us, absolutely. Like they're they're legitimately uh, playing well. Uh, Alejandro Fonte is is a star in the making. Um, Corey Danker, um, more so on defense, but definitely a two way player. Um, Justin Schwartz, his ability to use his legs and throw, and he's actually doing it with more purpose instead of just he's. Basically, as effective on the ground as he is in the air, which is wild. It's wild. All right. So, if if, if they're the two best teams, the in your today, does one or both make the finals? FSU end and um, Hail Marty's. Probably one. Someone will lose a stupid game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'll happen. It always does. Not the first round because that doesn't happen so much in Division E. Um, but um, yeah, I think. Um, I think we'll see at least one of them. Okay. And I w- I'm not surprised if it's FSU. There, there's just something about them this season. Yeah. I know Hale Marty's offense has been completely unhinged, but um, FSU so far has been – just they have a f- they have that kind of feel. Like, it feels like their championship season. Yeah, you know? FSU lost to Pass the Boys, but FSU was missing a bunch of key players in that game. Which, which by the way, they're not they're not a bad team at all. Uh, Pass the BS. No, no, they're not. They're, they're a decent team. You know, uh, they had a bad loss, though, they, which they suffered on Sunday. Fine, but, like, that that's – that's what you get from a, a middle of the table team, right? They, yeah. They're they're high upside, but they're not a perfect team. And they're gonna make they're gonna lose games like that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but you know we'll see how this plays out for for that side of the back. I think FSU is really good, and if they're fully loaded and healthy, uh, they're gonna be tough. And Hill Mars is gonna be good. And, like I think that top half is just gonna be tricky because, you know, I, I score cap meat lovers. They're okay. Meat FT, we we like them a lot, but you know, Hooday, they gotta get their offense more in rhythm. Not you two could be a wild card. If they're Fully loaded. If they're not, you know, rotating guys because guys are awake because of uh, flag tournaments, whatever it is. So, 
that top ten is is not easy to dissect yet. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the bottom of uh, Division E, once it's all said and done and we're in playoff mode, could the number twenty seed have one win going into the playoffs? Yeah, we we see it already. Area sixty nine um, at one win. So is Texas Wales, Texas Chooches as well. Uh, we've already talked about Timberwolves and Granddaddy Perp. The interesting thing is Texas Chooches play Texas Wales. Um, and that'll sort out who gets to the, the glory of having two wins. Or a tie. Or a tie. A tie will absolutely <laughs> cement. <laughs> <Yes>. One <laughs> of the teams is going we'll, to play we'll one win. hats that says one win and we're in the playoffs. But like, regardless of what Area 69 does, the winner of Texas Wales, Texas Chooches will move up with two wins. But the other will stay, I believe, in the top 20 with one win. So whether it's one of the two Texas teams which bizarrely are of the same record, or Area 69, I, I do think that uh, we're, we're looking at um, I- that kind of situation. Now, Area 69 also play Timberwolves. So if Timberwolves win, they get one win. So it puts them in contention. But if Area 69 lose, they <laughs> have that as well. So I do think it's going to be one of the Texas teams uh, holding the 20 seed with one win. I can't wait for the Battle of Texas, the, the Texas shootout, the Texas showdown. It's Texas against Tex Fours. Yeah. You know, the uh, Texas shootout, Texas showdown. Uh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait. North Texas versus South Texas. You know, they could be directional teams. Well, I mean, there is a chance. There is a chance, right? But uh, I, I look, I think we're going to have one for sure, a, a team coming in with, with a single win. Um, I think you're looking at either the Chooches or Wales. That will be a one-win team coming into the playoffs. They both will qualify. But, you know, they both have – they've shown – They've shown the ability to keep games competitive, but they just don't have that bandwidth to finish off games in those close matchups here. I mean, they play teams tough. But let me ask you the question, the only question that matters. Yes. Land versus water. I think I'm thinking water in this situation. So you think a whale global. beats a donkey? Yeah, with global because warming going on right now? Yeah. Because yeah. we have chooches versus whales, Eagle. And so for Italians, yeah. a chooch is a donkey yeah. or, or an ass, basically. But yeah. So it's... You think you, you, yeah, global, warming, global warming wins out? We yeah, lose. Wales yeah. win. What, Wales are going to win, my friend. Give them the Wales. Can you play the Harp Wales song for us, please? I cannot. Also, put in perspective, the ocean is currently winning. Yes. <laughs> they are literally winning. It's unfortunate right now. Unfortunately, yeah. Compost your stuff, please, people. So, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> when, it, when all the dust clear, settles, and by that I mean settles within water, because, again, the you're saying, you're saying the, the, the water well. wins. Um so you think t- Texas Chooches are the one win team? One, yeah. one win. Yeah, they'll be the one win yeah. team. And Unless we have a tie, then we we're, we're in. Th- at that point, they're the bottom of the rankings and yeah. uh, pin the tail on donkey. Can you imagine if they win the championship as a one win team? Nope. How awesome would that? That be uh, then that would be the ultimate storyline. That doesn't happen, Division E. <laughs> Eagle, would that be the ultimate storyline if one of these single win teams? I mean, I wouldn't say it's the ultimate storyline. It, would, like it would be very movie? embarrassing if they, to see all the teams <laughs> they lost to. If they make the finals, I'll tell you what this. Uh, Mo, if they make the finals, you get the privilege of being on play-by-play. I am not available for play-by-play <laughs> that nope. day. I'll be Oceaga. Nope. <laughs> you, I'll, you'll zoom in from Oceaga yeah. and do play-by-play. Uh, what? Can't hear you guys. Bad connection. You're on Wi-Fi. It doesn't matter. Bad connection. All right, on to Division B. Um... Look, right now, B's had a has a pretty unique playoff race coming along here, P's, um, with seeds two through seven right now going towards week eight of the season. Uh, you look at it right now, Blessed at 10 points, Poseidon's Kiss, Mangoose, B-Raves, all at eight points each, Run It Once at six, Silent Tickles at six, Ambush at six. 
there's a lot of movement right now with these uh, teams from two through seven here. Um, how much do you see as as a seismic shift of teams moving up and down the rankings? I mean, quite a bit. I just I think that at this point we're we're pretty much sure who's going to make the playoffs, and so it comes down to seeding and and who wants to have better matchups in the first round. Right. Um, but that said, the bottom of the bracket are sort of these plucky teams that can win. It's like Silent Ticklers lost on a final play throw That's right, in to, to, to Beers and Brownies, right? Yes. And Laval, yes. And so like they might have that as the first playoff game. Um, and then, yeah, was it Bless and Ambush? Ambush also beat someone recently. Yeah, Ambush destroyed Bless. Yeah. And so, yeah. I'm not convinced that it necessarily matters in this division. Runner ones can beat anybody, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And um, B Raves, they're doing their thing. Where just add two more players to your roster, guys. Like find two other people with 200 bucks in their pocket, and you don't have this issue. Well, unfortunately, now that those two players will not be playoff eligible. I know, but like, why? It's just fine. They're, they're going to be six players in the playoffs, and they'll win a bunch of games because that's what they do. They make the finals. They make the finals. But, uh, like, you know, I'm not convinced that the bottom of the division... It's not I weak. I'm, I, this is the division where seeding matters the least, I believe. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a weak division. I think it's not at all. It's a no. I think every matchup that we have, whether we, I think we have a rate in the playoffs here. I think Beer Belly would be great. Change the quarterback again from Ross to a new guy. Um, EZW is pretty guy, much, huh? yeah, EZW is officially, by the way, we have our first officially eliminated team in EZW, so Beer Belly Brigade or Just to be clear, was new guy Sarah Parker? Because <laughs> then you got he, both points in that information wrong. <laughs> I know there was a new quarterback, but I, was it Sarah Parker? I, well, okay, she was playing in Brossard. Okay, yeah, I think she was playing for them yesterday. I beg your pardon, yeah. She might have just been a sub. It was Sarah yeah, Parker, yeah. I apologize. So she might have been a sub. Because I remember they they said they, we have a new quarterback, but I didn't know who it was. Um, was it Sarah Parker, I guess? Sarah Parker threw Okay, so I apologize. So Sarah Parker was one that threw for Beer Belly Be Great. But I just think that all those matchups, they're close. Because besides Kiss, my question for them is, can they be a team that has playoff eligible players? Because they have a long list of, of roster guys on that team. Um, you look at Blessed. They're going to be okay, I think. It's a lot of the same situation as uh, Jared Taylor's Division C team, right? Where just a lot of guys are yeah. out of town and missing games. And yeah. Um, but I'm assuming, I think Runner Ones is a team that I think can be a lot better than what they are, three and three. Yeah, what it's sort of like. They'll be in the playoffs, and would you be surprised to see Runner Ones in the finals? I no, so no, and it wouldn't surprise me. Sound tickets make it to the finals. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a strong division in that I don't think the playoff ma- uh, matchups matter at all. I think t- a little bit t- to an extent because which which is the one which is the one that's an obvious win. I, I think for am- like if Beers and Brownies ambushed, maybe. I, I'm sorry, let me get. The, I went to the Poseidon's Kiss schedule up here. Sorry about that. As I try to buy some time here. Do 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 do. Okay, yeah. Uh, Poseidon's Kiss. Um, they have been impressive. I mean, minus the loss to Silent Ticklers, which I think is a bad matchup for them because Ticklers just kind of ran up on these guys. But I think Poseidon's Kiss. If they were to play run it once, if they were to play Beers and Browns again, I think they would give them a tougher run than before. I think that's a team to watch out for. They're a wild card. They're a wild card team because they have some decent players on that roster that could play. Why does their schedule look wild? Because uh, uh, you had a thunderstorm uh, delay. Well, why is it still on the schedule? <laughs> but they played it ready, though. Yeah, and, okay, okay, but look at week four, look at week six, and then there's two weeks. Okay, so they, they guess they play two games on week. They, they yeah, they, there was, they, their schedule is more backloaded towards the end of the season. Yeah, okay. 
because they had like two games. In the I first. thought it, I thought it was like two errors. No, they they had a they had a, um, a, a heavy backload towards the end. But yeah. the, anyway, that's but that might help them because maybe that's all their players are going to be returning from vacations yeah. or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I just think they're 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 intriguing. If they have everyone fully loaded there, they're going to be a tougher out than than normal, I think. And I think Rocco Cristiano quarterback. But that's well, I I said a thing, and then I said, I said that there's no like secure matchups that that essentially seeding doesn't matter and then you're making the case for me after saying no no but i'm saying that they they're gonna be tough out for whoever they get but that's i'm saying that about the entire division i'm saying about them though i think so who's the easy out the easy out i think could be ambush i don't think so i like like they've only they're one game behind essentially most of the division and ben mcmahon He's thrown 37 touchdowns, four interceptions all season long. They've beaten Blessed. They they were within a point of beating Mangoose. Um, B Rabs ran them off. Uh, sorry? B Rabs ran them off. Okay. That's one game. Yeah, it wasn't close. Scoreline was not close as before. And all that, they're, they're one game behind B Rabs. Right now, yes. We'll see what B Rabs do. By the way, we have to figure out that game that they had. So, but my, my point is, is that they're a team that can score 30. 35 against anybody, right? So that means they're in it in every playoff game. It's plain and simple. Perhaps. We'll see what they do now. We'll see what they do now. But we have a clip now coming up. We have a clip coming up here. It says this is a clip segment. The height of uh, professionalism. Clip segment coming up here. <laughs> okay, so Beers and Browns, they're running away with Div, Div B. Um, is there a team that they don't match up well with? So because this is a clip, I'll just reset the thing I just said. I think there's no such thing as a good matchup in these playoffs. I think Ambush can beat them. I think I think Silent Ticklers, uh, we saw it. We saw it on this show. We, we replayed the clip of them uh, winning on the last play of the game. On a base uh, formation. On a, on a trips play. And uh, run it once. Um, our team, I'm confident, that can beat anyone in the division. No, absolutely. I don't think there are any easy matchups. Um, I think regardless of who's on top of the standings, they have a tough road ahead of them because of how tightly wound this division is. So for beers and brownies, at the time I shoelace right now. Um, makes it useless for the clip segment. Absolutely, it does. Uh, look, they've had some close wins this year. There's no question about that. Uh, they lost a close one to Bless. I think Iggy is starting to get much more comfortable now, whereas in the first couple of weeks, he was a little bit gun-shy in how he was reading the field and stuff, but now he's much more relaxed than before. And this team is playing better. Nonsense. Week two, 137.9 QBR. Week three, 132.3 QBR. But there was those that he would make in the lower divisions that were easy, but he was kind of hesitant. I mean, he even, he even asked me. He goes, what do you think? Oh, Eggs, you got to be more confident, man. Those windows are tighter. you got to be confident in those throws. Just to be clear, through the first three weeks of the season, he had 19 touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, but there were some throws that he made that he would have normally made that were not there. This is you just digging in, and you're wrong. But I've sw- scored out these games in Div B. Wrong. We spoke about it, Iggy and I. Yeah, cool. You gave him the wrong advice. You're wrong. But we spoke about it. He agreed. Since, since then, since then, I just want to point out, he has thrown eight interceptions. So given your advice, yeah, but, but, maybe he was a right to be gun shy, Mo. Maybe he was just playing conservative. I just said he was, that he's improved since then. He so hasn't. He's been playing worse. But I'm saying he's played better now than he He's did. not. He's playing worse. But I'm telling you, he's played better, man. I've got these games. My guy, he's playing worse. I'm telling you, dude. Call Iggy on the phone, please. Clip that for us, please. Dude, he's he's objectively playing worse. Like by a by a, a he 
A wide margin. He was gun shy in the first few weeks of the season. I scored cap. I go, Eggs, you got to be confident in your throws, man. You have to be confident in your throws. And then he got better. Like, he made some better throws. It feels like he's been overconfident. He's been throwing a lot of interceptions. Well, you know, he's not winning quarterback of the year, that's for sure. Well, yeah, because your advice, your terrible advice. Oh, he listened to Mo Khan, that's maybe, maybe he took bullets for your advice. Perhaps he did. Fake bullets, too. <laughs> that's the only kind you know, Mo. Of course. Uh, Daniel Mancini, uh, are we giving him the Receiver of the Year award? Uh, this guy's put up some major video game numbers in Division B this season. You know what? Maybe. I'm waiting to load up. <laughs> which, I, which video game would you associate him with, Mo? I would go with uh, NFL Street. That's too obvious. That's the worst answer ever. Well, I can go NFL. You could have gotten Sonic the Hedgehog because he's fast. But you said, well, you, well, you said video game, right? I thought we were talking about like NFL-related video games. Why? You have all, you have the whole world as your oyster. But I thought I thought we were doing football related. It's because the only it's the only games that Mo actually knows. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I thought we were just talking. Name about five that. games. Uh, I'll go contra with them. Up down up down. You left That's right fun. left right. Yeah. Start select. He's like he's like the spread. That, that, the fact that no Mo knows the contra code is the most surprising thing. Yeah, like it's like it's like the spread. Like he's he's a spread gun. Like he just he's amazing out there. So I go lethal weapon. No, not lethal weapon. What was it called? Lethal Enforcer. Lethal Enforcer. Lethal Enforcer. Okay. Is what I'm going. I have the old games because Daniel Machi's Dan, Dan been playing this league a long time, so I feel like it's got to be a vintage video game. Yeah. Ma- oh, Mrs. Pac-Man. He's Mrs. Pac-Man because you never expect him to be as good as he is. I didn't know how that sentence was going to end, Eagle, but I started it and I was going to, like, like Mo, I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. I'm going to dig in further. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, we're going to hell, aren't we? Oh, uh, probably. By, by the way, he, he could hit, he could hit a thousand yards receiving. He's, he's got I'd say left. keep an eye out for Marvin Steinberg, though. Um, Marvin Steinberg's been putting up some great numbers too. Um, it just takes one big game. Phil Farah's not far behind, and he's getting the target share. But the yards, though, does that be a, a, does, is that a difference uh, maker? Because he's at s- almost seven hundred, and the next closest guy is Farah at four ninety three. Yeah, and and Phil probably's. I mean, I haven't checked the defensive stats, but he's more likely to win like defense, like the two way player or defensive player of the year as well. Um, that's why I thought Marvin Steinberg, and and the reason why I thought Marvin is the the fifteen point four yards per catch. Yeah, like if if he just has a couple of big games, I think even yardage he can make it close, and then at that point it really will come down to who's got the more catches and touchdowns. Right. Well, I think look, if he hits a thousand, he gets it. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's that's a thousand stuff, man. It is. He's got four games though, and he just needs about a hundred plus, like hundred and four yards per game. And yeah, just that's on the forty yard field. That's yeah, that's a big deal. Exactly. All right, on to Division D. Um, we've been asked to explain the Division D uh, playoff splits. So, Eagle, are we able to explain that? Because I'm still trying to figure out how this goes about. I mean, I'm not because I'm not aware of it. Okay, so we can't even Can we do it next week? Because yeah, Iggy'll yeah. be here, and then Iggy and I'll do it. Yeah, because um, I just don't. I I. Uh, to be honest, I didn't prepare for this segment. So. No, like I, I still don't know the Division D uh, playoffs. Right? I We're know it. I know it. I just don't want to make a mistake. Um, and Iggy and I discussed it before the season, so um, we'll do it in greater detail next week. That's Excellent. All. With Iggy, we'll do a whole like two-hour show. With Iggy, like, bring. Why we'll have no choice because Iggy's on the show, so it's guaranteed yeah, two hours. What do you think we're right now? Who? Oh, who should lead the show next week? Oh, oh Iggy, God, Iggy, I should. Oh, Iggy. <laughs> Iggy, please. No, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> I, 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 I remember, sorry to cut you off, uh, Pease. I remember when I was covering the Habs one night, and it was UNC Modagene with the season 2019. 
Yeah. And I got home like 11.45 and I texted him all like, how But it was, a, it was a playoff show and we had like a billion <laughs> games to break down. I, I go, so how's the show going? How was it? We're still going. I go, what do you mean we're still going? Yeah. It's hour four and a half. Yeah. What? It was, no, it was like three and a half. But yeah, it was long. It was 11.45. I go, yeah. what's going on here? He goes, yeah. Long. No, but it's just because we broke down every single playoff know, matchup. And there, back then there was no buys. <laughs> it was just, it was, it's yeah, brutal. It was that first playoff window show is always the worst. Um. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like our inventory, right? That's like our inventory year. Like, yeah, it's like we do every game. It's like, fuck, it's long. Yeah, yeah. I I want to say we were not sober in that show, and it lasted no. long into it. Simon was not happy. The the, the uh, Iggy's come a long way as an FPF talent, like and not not just as a quarterback. I mean, like an yeah. FPF media talent. Yeah. The one thing he does, which is wild, when he leaves the show, is he asks a question. Gets the answer, and then answers his own question, question again. which makes everything twice as long. <laughs> he'll get he's, it though. He'll he's gonna, it. he's gonna have to figure out for fall, fall Cup, right? Like he's gonna be hosting the show quite a bit in Fall Cup. I think he's the host. <laughs> Did we let the, the the rabbit out of the bag here? Like uh, we let the cat out of well, the bag. Well, I'm here? on I'm on paternity leave. Uh, I'm not gonna be here as much anyway. So yeah, yeah, we got a lot to figure out. That's a lot. Anyway, oh, wait, this is like our like our last few shows together as a, as a tripod. Well, yeah, Eagle is the tripod. Because you're not, you're going to be gone for a while, and then Eagles is going to be busy yeah. with his work as well. I won't be here as often, so this is like, we can do like the best of right now, man. Yeah, for sure. And is this going to be like uh, like Scrubs when they came back for that final season? No, man. I hope not. The band, the band comes <laughs> that, back. That's the line. <laughs> the band comes back. Like, it, it, are, is our going to be like Sopranos-like? Will you just go to like a, a, ba- a black like screen? A black? That'd be cool. Maybe the garage door opens up and goes black screen. Yeah. What happened? Who got killed? <laughs> Did anyone get killed? Anyway. Well, I, I mean, if you actually take bullets, it'll be you this time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That should be the clip right there. Okay. Um, look, right now, you look at Division D. There is a lot of unknowns right now. You have eight, nine teams at 12 points or better. Uh, two points separates first from, from, uh, from ninth. And then behind them... Is primetime, I don't know, you pimps, West Island boys, at 10 points each. So they can jump into the playoff window here. Pease, uh, I can't figure out who is the best team in this division right now. And there's 7 billion teams. I know. 7 billion. I, I like friends with Danny. It's, they're kind of in the middle of the chart. Um, you know, that's the my, fact that we have F-150. five teams with, sorry, <laughs> there are five teams with 14, 14 Sorry, I'll, you have nine teams at twelve start. points or better. Nine teams at twelve points or better, but of that, right in the middle, you have five teams. Oh, sorry, four teams with one loss, and they're not. None of them are at the top of the division. Um, Live Blue Dry are a cool team. Bandits moving down the division, very competitive. I had a chance to watch the Renault a little bit yesterday. They're really good. Yeah, that's a question I was going to ask you about them. Go you ahead, know, like, ask uh, me. With like with with LRV, uh, LRV and every inch counts right now, um, who gets the first spot? Because they're both at seven and two. They have one game left. Everyone else has seven. I inch. don't think oh. either one. So you think they're going to drop? I think there's 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 going to be at least four teams with two losses or less. So four teams, two losses. Okay, and they so like uh, the tiebreakers are going to make it wild. Like we don't know. There's a chance that these teams finish third and fourth, or fourth and fifth, or they finish seventh, eighth because the petit petit I mean, there's Carrette. a lot. Like I, I think a lot would have to happen for that to be the case. Yeah. But yeah, because a lot of these teams also play each other, right? Yeah. Um, and that makes it difficult. I watched friends and Danny play. Like I said, like yeah, I really like them too. Yeah. Uh, I know the pimps. Also, I won loss at eleven. Five time with one loss at ten. Bennett's at one loss at thirteen right now. And they got Bennett's a Huntsick. Yeah, Hunsick, exactly. 
Can so we just remove bandits and just call them Huntsik? And that way we, we stop having all this, con- all this confusion. Yeah, because the Huntsik boys thought that I was talking about. They go, no, I'm talking about the fake bandits. You guys are the real bandits. Which, uh, who are really good and you were wrong about completely. Oh, you see Jad Reedy's comment? No. So we, we, we had clip uh, the top five rankings for uh, Division D. What's a clip? <laughs> exactly. Empty the clip. Take bullets. And Jad Reedy wrote blasphemy because I, yeah. I didn't include them in my top five. No, because they've had good wins too. Yawn. All right. Again, Mokan refusing to admit he's wrong, as always. Yawn. They are the golden arches of false kings right now. Okay. Uh, why is that? I, we spoke about it last week. No, we didn't. I did. I, 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 I wasn't here. I tell know. me. Yeah, I forget what I said last week. but uh, <laughs> So, because you're going to get caught in a lie. <laughs> no. Um, well, they, like, yeah, St. Interpolis is I, an easy win for them, right? Because they smoked them. Oh, they beat Renard, they beat Renard Vif. Oh, oh yeah, and they beat Idaho Yurpimps. Oh, I'm sorry. I, which game was I ref- referring to with uh, Igor? Trying to remember that. Oh, Flag Tasty. They barely. They were not impressive in Flag Tasty. They lost a blue drive by. They three. won twenty four six. They lost six points. They weren't impressive points. though. They they, they yeah, that, this, that's a terrible they sh- defensive. They should have ran yeah. these guys off like forty eight nothing. Two know? scores and, though. It's a blowout. Anyway, I'm not buying into them. They are the arch kings of false kings, at that pinnacle right Being now. Being that they're the king of arches. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what you mean by arch kings. Like they're the false kings, right? It's hot in here. I need a fan on. I'm Eli. I I think I think we need a sounder here because I think Mo's flustered. I am flustered right now. (laughs) It's hot in here, man. I'm losing my focus right now. Would you like me to turn on the fan? Please. Why why is it not on? I'm sweating my no. Like I'm literally. This guy's controlling us right now. Look at his eyes. Look at him. He's evil. (laughs) He's maniacal right now. He hates us. Flustered, man. Flustered. (laughs) (laughs) That was Brent Callender when I asked him that question. Brent Calendar, who? Brent Calendar, Calendar man. But like you're, you're right. There, there's still so much unknown right now for LRV and every inch counts. They do not control their fate to be the one or two seeds in the playoffs. I think they'll probably be somewhere, as you said perfectly, four to five, six low. I mean, maybe. But that's things they also could finish one and two, right? Like, yeah. It, none of it's surprising at this point because the points against for both teams is, is very good. You know, yeah. They're, they're, they're giving up what less than twenty points a game. Um and they're, they're, they've scored. I know for for tie breaking scoring doesn't matter much, but hey, they put up a ton of points. They they have a lot of tiebreakers. That said, you know we just talked about it. Not don't have the tiebreaker against bandits. Yeah, every inch counts. Like they they've lost a couple of games as well, which are 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 you know I don't think it'll hurt them per se, but it you know um they did lose to I can't even find the losses. They lost to Pizzicalot, yeah. who made may jump up, right, in the rankings. Yeah, and they got Phil Peltry, Phil Peltry thrown for LPC now. So, again, all, this is still a lot to sort out right now that they have to uh, uncover and, and figure out. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see how this plays out because, again, before we get to the next question here, um, right now, Pease, when you think about it, the ninth seed has at minimum six wins. Your top ten could have seven wins. Yeah, minimum. I, I think, and I think that's the reality. That's like that's like. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of cannibalism in those plots. So yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of split matchups. So a lot of those one-win teams will end up seven and three. Yeah, it's like trying to get to Harvard with uh, with like a ninety-three percentile average, and you can't get in because you're not good enough. So anyway, just we'll, like that. Exactly. It's exactly the same thing. Exactly. I was gonna say. <laughs> exactly. I read your mind perfectly there, Pease. Okay, so look, uh, Ryan McNally and Charles Cote, they've had some wonderful 
seasons on defense this year. You look at Ryan McNally for big fat bats, 19 tackles, 9 INTs, 5 PDs, 2 pick sisses. Uh, Charles Cote for LPC, 10 tackles, 8 INTs, 2 sacks, 5 PDs, and 1 pick 6. Mm-hmm. Um, this is if, if these are the two guys that's going to go for the award for defensive play of the year, could sacks be the difference in why Charles Cote could win this award? No. Two sacks is nothing. Okay. It's a pittance. You fell into two sacks. Um, that won't be the reason. It doesn't mean he won't win defensive player. So, of the what's year. The, what would be the reason why Ryan, Ryan McNally would win this award? Well, first of all, he's been ridiculous. I, uh, Ryan, like we talked about a early in the season, is the, that dude went from from looking like Archie in the comics to looking like Archie in Riverdale. Like, dude got jacked, and um, he he's been he's been so impressive. He's a, he's insane shutdown uh, caliber corner. Um, he can roam deep. He can he's great in the flats as well. Uh, the two pick sixes are valuable. They put points on the board. Um, he leads obviously in interceptions. Um, I think it's a three a three horse race between Ryan McNally, Charles Cote, and Jeremy Peltier. Jeremy Peltier, the only reason he might not is uh, no, he's not he's not playing quarterback. Never mind. So yeah, so I think it's a three three headed race, and Emerson Pirikin's not far behind either, having played only seven games. I I think Archie McNally is definitely the favorite, but it's a slight edge over Charles Cote. I watched Cote play for LPC the other week. Uh, just like McNally, he covers every blade of grass on that turf, yeah. whether it's indoors or outdoors. I think what it'll come down to um, is is both those guys, can they come up with another INT or maybe pick six to kind of cement their, their value? Like, the sack thing is cool. It is, you know, Charles Cote has had that in his back pocket, but Ryan McNally, what he does is he's an eracer. He's a coach, too, in the field, and that yeah. makes him different. And Charles Cote does the exact same thing for LPC, where he coaches up his defense. I've seen this kid play. I've seen both of them play at the tackle level, yeah. and they're both leaders in how they are, and that's translated well for them in this style of football. I, I also football. I just love the laid-back demeanor of Ryan McNally, though. Just yeah, he's a, Archie McNally? He's a, he's a pleasure to play with. He, I've played with him before. <laughs> Dude's awesome. And, like, he's n- there's never a moment that feels big for him. He, he always just seems loose and ready to make a play. Yeah, he got, he got, he got freaked out when I said he's a starting bench warmer. <laughs> he says, am I a starting bench warmer? I go, yeah. Okay. But Archie McNally is the new nickname now. Archie Mc. I, I I got you to do a spit take. That's not that's not common. Archie <laughs> McNally is the. Great I rarely catch you that way. Oh man, Archie McNally. That's the new name. Arch, Arch McNally. Absolutely. Ar- Arch King False King Arch. Arch King False McNally. <laughs> All right, on to Division A. Um, very simple here. All stars. Are we giving them the one seed with them having a three point lead on Crashers and Jameson? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, okay, so I want to say something about Party Crashers real quick. Yeah. Um, if if I am permitted. Yes, you are. I got called out by Fred Dupree, and he's right. Um, he says I, my analysis on him is outdated. And to be fair, we have a lot of teams in FPF. I don't score keep, so I haven't seen him play in a while. Yeah. He apparently has adapted his play style, and he's been more successful, to be fair. Right. And on me, I do hope to see them play again. So I'm going to avoid making the same analysis I've been making for about a year. Okay, party so their they're big so game. The, the, the bullets bad. that Dupuis shot at you and everything, uh, they actually hit this time around, basically? Yeah, so what happens is I don't need to wreck a, strong, a straw man like Mo, and I can be held accountable for my own actions. So towards. Fred Dupuis, they'll play Jameson's on July 13th. Yeah. 
So yeah. here's the thing, though. Like, Fred Zupi, he takes too many deep shots. But no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, but cause I think it's for the number two seed. That game will determine the number two seed in the playoffs for Crashes and Jameson. But, you know, you think about what probably Crashes did, though. They, You're right. Fred Dupree has really elevated the expectation levels of this team for where they were coming yeah, in to we where thought, they are. We, we thought at best they're a mid-table team, they, right? They beat Braves. We thought, like, Iggy and I thought it would be Braves, and that would open up the number two seed. But now it's become almost a two-horse race with these two teams, with Jameson against Party Crashers. And I love it because the Crashers beat Jameson by four earlier in the year. So now can Jameson beat them by four-plus in that head-to-head battle to get the number two spot overall? Yes, they can. And I think Jameson is starting to peak at the right time. They, they, I score kept their game, I think it was Monday? I think I was going to say it's Monday. Yes, Monday. Where they were against Ryan Lumiere, and that was a fantastic game because they were up by two scores on RL. RL comes back onside kick. They come back. They're now up, go on a 21 0 run on these guys. They're up by eight, and Jeff Rosenblatt rolls the dice to go for the onside kick, gets it, scores, ends up winning by, uh, by five at the end of the day. Um, I will say this about All Stars, though. They do play Star City in back to back games. No, 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 no. Uh, All-Stars. All-Stars, yes. Because you asked, the genesis of the question is, do they have the one seed locked up? Yeah. Generally, I would agree, because first of all, anybody beating All-Stars in back-to-back weeks is wild, but Star City is starting to play better. Yeah. Star City, we know they're talented. We know the the quarterbacking for them is amongst the best in the division. Um, Sort of the Mount Rushmore... Of FPF, like we talked about, right? Where we all we all forgot that the fuse plays in FPF. <laughs> yeah. but all, it's all oh, good. Yeah. It's all good. Um, but I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Star City wins both, and then All Stars finds himself as a second seed, which would open it up right for for, one. for basically the. I think at that point, the winner of Jameson's and uh, Party Crashers might be the one seed. Imagine a world where like. After all the shit I've been saying about, about party crashes, they end up the one seed, right? And, you know, it's funny. Jameson's wins have all been five points or less this year. That's kind of the team they are, though. Yeah. They're, they're gritty. They'll, and that's the thing is, like, I, I, I will say this about Jeff Rosenblatt. Is Which that we'll have on right now. I think Jeff's going to come on with is us. Is he? Yeah. We'll I, I know. Just, I'm confirming. Yeah. He said yes, but I forgot to remind him today, but we'll call yeah. him up. Um, also, Matt Kerouac, I forgot to confirm with you, so I'm pushing you next week. Yeah. Um, but with with... Let's say you give five plays to win the game. I'm always expecting Jeff Rosenblatt to win that game. And that's what he did against RL. But that's like, what he does. Like, yeah. if, you, if, he, if he manages the game such that he ends the, ends the game with a chance to win, if you give him somewhere between four to six plays, that's almost 100% guaranteed to win the game. Yeah, I, I think that – see, here, here's the funny thing, right? I won't say who was on the bench when it was happening. Um, they scored. They were down. I know, uh, you know. I'll, I'll mention it. It was uh, like it's like you making the decision to bench right. player, right? So, so. no, but Anto Brisbois got hurt, okay. so he was missing the game. So he was like, "Oof." He goes, "I don't know if I would go for the onside kick at this point, right?" Because they were down, I think, by like one at the time, and he and he rather than go for the two point convert, he went for the onside kick because he wanted to kill out the plays in case he does convert it, which he did. And it shows balls, right, on yeah. his part to say, "Look, I don't care, man. We lose, we lose. We're going to win this game how we want to do it." But I also look at Jesse Dupuis and what he brought to the table that day. Uh, he, even when they were down by two scores, it doesn't matter. Like they go, we don't care, man. We're gonna go punch you in the mouth. But that. those two guys, 
are similar in that way, right? Like, they're never out of the game. And again, they're... And I don't mean this in a disparaging way like we've talked about in previous seasons is I think they're two of the better game managers. They're, they're two guys who put themselves in positions to win games. Yeah. You know, and, and that's an important... Co- given how short the game is in FPF, right. that's an important component. Right. Is Jeff with us, uh, Eagle? He will be if you want me to call him, but I, we're going to do the next segment first because you have him at the bottom of the script. Oh, you, can, you can join us now. You can join us now. Yeah, why not? Yeah, maybe you could have just put in the chat and so then you don't say it out loud. That's okay. And Eagle could have spent all this time that I was... Bu- I was just buying time the entire time. I, know, I thought I think he was ready to go. You, know? you like, didn't hear you didn't hear the ring, man. I know. I was like, I... you hear the ring now. We hear the ring yeah, now. Hear it now. Hopefully he joins us. He will. I told him ten minutes, and it's very exactly professional. Minutes, so it's very, very professional. That's how we roll here, man. That's the beauty of the show, man. It's the unpredictability of the script. <laughs> the script has so much twists and turns. It does. I guess he will be. Uh, Get back. We'll call him back in two seconds. How about that? No, no, he's there. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, there he is. What's up, boys? There's hey. the winning quarterback. How's Jeff it going, Rosenblatt. my man? What's up? What's up? Not much. So, Jeff Roseblatt here with us from uh, Jameson's in uh, Run It One. So, Jeff, we just want to talk. We were talking about the Div A game that you had, the, the phenomenal game against uh, RL Monday at Papineau. Uh, take us inside. What was going through your mind when you guys were down? You opted to go for the onside kick. When you guys are down one with very little time left in the game, yeah, the, uh, the thought process was we were having some trouble on D, and and Jesse was playing amazing. And when we when we scored, all the guys were like, "You want to know something? Let's let's just go for it, get the ball back, try to win the game that way." You know, we got faith that we can convert it, and we just said, "You know, let, let's just do it." So we went for it, and. It was it was more of a, a credit to how well the other guys were playing on offense. So we just said let's try to put the game in our hands, and you know, luckily we converted it. So there's a sort of a theme in this uh, segment so far. I issued an apology to Jesse, to uh, not just to to Fred Dupuis, uh, because he made a comment to Iggy that my analysis of him is out of date. That he doesn't just try and push the ball downfield. Uh, you've played against him this season. You guys took a loss, 48-44. Uh, you're going to be playing against him again in Week 10. Um, given the fact that, just in all honesty, I haven't seen him play much, just hasn't happened to be at the field at the same time as me uh, last uh, season or so, um, what's the changes that he's made that's made him a more successful quarterback Division A this time around? So to me, first of all, Fred, skill skill set-wise, is up there with the top quarterbacks in all of FPF. That's for sure. I think in the past, like a lot of quarterbacks, especially tackle guys that were, that were really good quarterbacks when they played tackle, you know, they come to flag and they want to take shots. They want to hit the the deep ball, which is, you know, it's more fun. It's it's sexier to do that. But, you know, I think, you know, possibly the, the one knock on Fred in the past has been that he's tried to force that deep ball a little bit more than maybe he should. And I can tell you this year, he has 100, and we've spoken about it. I've spoken to Fred about it. He's told me, you know, I want to win a championship. The way to do it in flag is you just, you have to take the check down. Sometimes if, if you're up against cover three, you can't force that deep ball. in. And he's, he's told me flat out, I'm, uh, I'm being more conservative. I'm taking what the defense gives me. And when a guy like Fred with his skill set and his team decides to take what the defense gives him, those guys are going to be very dangerous. So props to Fred for for changing it up. And I think he's having a tremendous year. I believe his last 
finals appearance was in winter 2006. So he's gone a long time without a finals appearance uh, back when he was a young pup uh, playing in this league here. Um, Jeff, when you look at it right now, for we, I asked Pete this question. All-Stars, do you think they are now going to be the number one seed going towards the final few weeks of the season? I think so. I think, um, you know, early in the year, Pat Jerome missed a few games. So that was tough, I think, for Kevin possibly to to adjust. I mean, I think they only have one loss, if I'm to correct. You guys. To, to us, yeah. And again, Pat wasn't there, so it it wasn't uh, obviously a full roster for them. But, you know, it's the same story. Like we always say, you, you have a team with Kevin Wyeth and guys like Pat and Chris and Matt and a lot of his go-to guys, they're always going to be either the number one seed or or up there with with – you know, some of the other top dogs, you know, Kevin, he's the ageless wonder. He, he's still doing the same things he's been doing forever in FPF. So I think the way the season is going to play out, they look like they're going to finish on top. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we talked about you in a clip recently uh, about your vast improvement. I was, a, I saw you in the hallway at Broadstar and I was talking to somebody and as you walk by, he's like, Hey, I remember him from playing Division E. How did he get to Division A so quickly? <laughs> Steroids. I was like, I was like, he just, he's just a smart dude. He's just, uh, you know, a good recruiter, gets guys who fit his system. But also, um, I think not enough is made up of your skill set, to be honest. Um, but what, what do you think has been, like, what was the moment for you where it clicked to like, oh, this is what I got to do to be successful at, these, at the high divisions? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, tackle versus flag. I, I never played tackle. Um, may not be a surprise to a lot of you, but yeah, I never played tackle. So I started playing flag, you know, super late. Obviously, I'm an older guy. So I think the big thing about playing quarterback and flag, um, it's not necessarily always about having, let's say, the strongest arm, per se. I think um, play calling and accuracy might outweigh sort of the 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 skill set of just having that huge arm and being able to throw the ball 60 yards and throw it 100 miles an hour i think the accuracy and the ball placement is a little bit more important uh play calling is a huge thing and you know i've said in the past guys like kevin and paul lapierre really sort of showed me the ropes of of how to do play calling in the higher divisions um and of course, goes without saying, if you surround yourself with with better talent, <laughs> it makes it obviously way easier to implement a system that you might have. You know, right now in Division A, it's by far the the best roster I've ever had. The the guys on my team are are just unbelievable ballers. You know, even on my D- Division Two team, um, a bunch of ballers also. But uh, sorry, Div B team, but. Um, I'd say the number one thing is really um, it's also a confidence thing. If you, if you, if you feel like you can do it, I think it makes it a lot easier. You know, obviously I'm, I'm not the most talented guy, but um, if you sort of believe that you can do it and just try, try things out and try to find guys that you, that you mesh well, that have um, good talent on the field. um, I would say, you know, guys that are in div D or div C, you know, try moving up a division. You never know what's going to, you never know what could happen. You know, things could just click for you and don't, don't be, don't be scared to try and um, take it to the next level. 
just to put Jeff's growth into perspective, almost eight years ago to the day, June 28, 2015, Top Sauce beat Keyport Lock 34 to 13 in Division C. And this guy, and I'm pointing at myself, nobody can see it, intercepted him. And if we played today, I would stand zero chance yeah. because Jeff is now a Division A quarterback and I am still a lowly Division E defender. But you're Division A in our hearts, though, uh, Eagle. Uh, Jeff, are you more surprised with Braves being three, three and one, or Star City being two and five? Uh, definitely more surprised with Star City. Um, I know Braves in the regular season sometimes not other guys show up. Um, so I don't know if Why they can't had they run- add two players. Just add two <laughs> bodies. Any any two players. Yeah, they any, probably any should. Pe- just find two people with two hundred bucks. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I know Joe economy? for sure gets <laughs> Joe gets frustrated. I think sometimes when his guys don't show up. So the Braves in the regular season, uh, not that surprising because you know you know they're they're a playoff juggernaut. So wherever they finish, no one wants to face them. So I think with the roster inconsistencies, it's not that shocking to me. The Star City thing, I, I don't even have words for it. I mean, my team played them. They put up a 50, 50 point display on us. They were tremendous. I'm. I haven't seen any of their other games, so I don't know what's really going on there, but it's very shocking to me that Dan's team uh, only has one win. Can, can I uh, – two wins now because they beat uh, Bless Up yesterday. Oh, two wins. Sorry. Um, or on – Whatever it was. Yeah. This week. This, this week. week. Yeah. Um, can I, I want to ask a related question about Division B. Um, similarly, we're seeing B-Raves sort of kind of – not struggling, but they're, they're kind of middle of the table as well. Um, do you think it's a similar issue or is that roster construction not quite what it needs to be for Division B? I think um, when all of their guys are there, they are absolutely a top team. We actually played them last night and an hour before the game, Joe messaged me to say, you know, two of my guys just bailed last minute. I may have to forfeit the game. He he made it. He told me he made a post on Facebook I and got, it, yeah. yeah, he got two random guys to just fill in. And they were still, you know, we won by two points, I think, or something like that. So I think it's the same issue, some roster inconsistencies. But I can tell you, any team that Joe has when everyone shows up, that's not a team that you want to face in the regular season or the playoffs 100%. Uh, before we let you go, Jeff, um, looking ahead here for Division A, will you be joining us in the booth or on the football field for the Div A finals? <laughs> Keep in mind, keep in mind that I may need to go to uh, to the pregnancy ward and uh, see my wife deliver a baby. So we might need an extra body in the booth. Just, just saying. For my benefit, I need you to lose. So first of all, Mazel Tov on that, and second of all, um, you're gonna see us on the field, baby. This all is right, this is the, the, Jam- the, the Jamesons are here right now. We are legit. Everyone's balling up. Everyone's on rolling on all cylinders, and we're. We're looking to to be in that finals game with uh, you saying my name on the field as opposed to me right next to you. So yeah. we're doing one up, one down. He's giving me field level for the analysis stuff. Is that what it is? We'll put, we'll put a mic <laughs> on him in game. Give the analysis during the game. Yeah. Here. So the, the you can um, mic me. You can mic me up while I'm throwing, and I'll call the plays for you. Well, I'm going to set you up for the play. Like, Jeff, what happened to that play? I just threw an interception. On we, that saw, play. we saw. We saw. We saw Michael. <laughs> We saw Michael Malone at the Denver Parade with that put down the pipe, put down yeah. your pipe and smoke it t-shirt. For Jamesons, it would be Jeff walking around with a put that in your terrible Photoshop and smoke it. Yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, I just want to give a shout out to Quay Johnson, who Absolutely. is the guy that made all those pictures for us that I posted. So hopefully they keep coming. But, you know, big shout out to Quaid for putting a it's lot of It's the most fun I've had in an FPF offseason ever. Yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> and by the way, congratulations to your teammate, James Tyrell, who's going to get married in Barbados in the next week or so, right? And so Absolutely. Another uh, big Lachaim and Mazel Tov to James and, uh, and Kiana. So James and, and Quaid are about to be family for real. So we're all super excited for them. Excellent. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you've always been awesome to come on and, and contribute to support FPF as always. And we'll see you in the booth for uh, August 7th. Yeah. No, you won't, but uh, but love you both. <laughs> See you in the finals. Good luck, Jay. Yeah, Good luck Thanks a lot, Jeff. And when he says yeah. Quaid, he means Dennis Quaid, obviously. Yes, Dennis yeah. Quaid. Oh, Randy not, Quaid. Not Randy, no. Uh, Don't Randy. be ridiculous. <laughs> You're being insane <laughs> right now. Randy Quaid. You never, never, never know that. Okay, um, we have one more clip to do. We have to do another clip, right? Apparently. I mean, yes. Taskmasters, jeez. Yeah, you know, uh, Iggy told us to do a clip here. Okay, so bless up. They're 1-5. They lose to Star City. Uh, they got four games left here. Um, are they in trouble? <laughs> um, I it's been it's been interesting. They've lost so many of their games on the final play or in the final possession. It's the most frustrating thing as a quarterback when you're taking a seat and watching your team lose, and that's been the case a lot for Stephen Harpersad. Uh, Stephen Harpersad taking the field with sunglasses this week. He's doing everything he can to keep his team competitive. He's trying to make sure that defenses can't read his eyes. Um, the dude is always thinking about how to keep his team competitive. This week, the game ended, or, or, or essentially ended, on a ball thrown by Dan Lazara uh, on a convert to A.J. Gomes. It's been on Instagram as well. Um, Will Power trying to make the play, couldn't get there. The two bodies collided. A.J. Gomes holding onto the ball um, for the big win. Um, that just shows you that that's the kind of season it's been for them. I wouldn't say in trouble, but at some point, uh, losing single score games and losing close games doesn't get you wins. Wins get you wins. That's like a Trent Dilfer line he made. Yeah. You, you, Trying to make a clip, bro. You, you Take see, notes. You seen the Trent Dilfer ESPN line? No. Google it. Trent Dilfer ESPN first of losing all, line. First of all, look at my hairline. I'm not in any danger of being Trent Dilfer right here. He that's had, a turkey he, sport. He had a, he had a line which, which like, like, the, the Sunday, like, Sunday NFL countdown crew, like, what the hell did he say? Anyway, look it up. What? How? Like, he goes. I said you can't. Like, if you lose, you're not Close losses aren't wins. Wins Tr are wins. Trent Delph had a line where he goes. No. You, no. False. No, he, no. Look it up. No. Refuse. Because <laughs> it's not relevant. The thing I said made sense. It was a great clip. You ruined it. I'm just saying. How about you learn how to do this for real, Mo? I'm just saying. How about you learn how to do this for real? Trent Delph said, if what you're losing, you're not winning football games. Yeah. Is that not right? But the way he said it, I was like, what the hell did he say that? All right. Well, did you not understand what I said? I didn't understand what he said. There we go. <laughs> anyway. It yes. looks like you're trying to make a clip. Do you need help? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, one of us does. Five steps to make a clip. All right. Uh, look, bless up. You know, Stephen Harper said. I feel bad for Iggy. He's going to have to figure I this know. out. <laughs> He's, guys, guys. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Best I feel group. like we butchered guys, the clips. Yeah. Guys, you went a minute. You guys went like a minute 20 on this clip here, you know? Like. <laughs> We had an argument in the middle of the clip. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Like, Stephen Harper saw Henry, it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Henry, we're, we're not that. We're not a bunch of idiots here. We're a bunch Disagree. of gas baggers. <laughs> Look, Harper Saad made the jump up to Division One um, as we got back from COVID. Yeah. He wanted to test himself and say he was. And he asked me how, it, how I did it. I go, Look, you're going to get better from this, right? I think this is a step zone for Blessed Up that when they do make that jump up to Division One, it could be winter. 
And if you get some guys in, in there that's going to help this team, they're going to be better. I just think that they've had some unlucky breaks going, going against them this year. And I think in their final four games, like the beat Ryan Lumiere, that puts them back in that conversation. But can they find that third win? Because right now, Star City has that tiebreaker over them at two wins. Can they find that third one? Could they come against Pride Crashers? I'm not sure. KGB could be the team to watch out for that they can win that game. So I think they're, still, they're not out of it, but I think they have to get better play from the team as a whole and not kind of lose your confidence early in football games. That's it. Four-minute clip. That's it. <laughs> but guys, like, oh, my goodness. I know what you're saying, and you guys went off the script. And Henry, we love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Make us look good. He'll make us look good. You know what he made. You know what's funny? I'm gonna post it on Instagram stories tomorrow, Eagle. Just for you tomorrow. Post what? You'll see tomorrow for you. You mean me in the clip? Yeah, yeah. But he put your head, but put your headshot over my body. So it looks yeah, like it was, you got like you know, a, a nice body going on. It there. was a huge improvement. I do in have the a face nice body going on. Yeah, you do. You have, you have, a, you have <laughs> a body for for producing. That's what you do right now. You know. I was yeah. gonna say Mo looked really good in that clip. I for did. Some reason. All right. Something changed. It is now time for Games of the Week. I will say I was at I was at a softball game. I was watching so like I finished playing with Eagle and then um, Eagle had to leave and this girl who was talking to him said, Oh, where'd Mark Wahlberg go? So just say it. It's true. Was she, fer- was she referring to you? Yeah, as Mark yes. Wahlberg. I actually, I actually get asked often. Yeah, like ridiculously, way too often. You do look like uh, Donnie the, Wahlberg. You do look like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he buffering. looks like Donnie Wahlberg. You're Mark Wahlberg. Get stuff on the joke, bro. <laughs> you look like him buffering. All right, let's get through this and here. Coit to kiss my end zone. Plenty of fish. Uh, came as same. Never too late team, deep balls. Deep balls. Can't pick it. Never too late team by 50. Les marchands de vitesse, easy fun. Uh, marchands. Easy fun. Never too late team, street runners. Uh, never too late. Can't pick it. Never too late team by 50. Block party, beef tins. Uh, wa- uh, block party. Uh, I just realized I have two games this week. I hate this. Uh, On two different days. I know. It's the worst. Uh, give me block party. Coed three. We love big TDs. Pick six. Pick six. Uh, pick six. Catching W's. Free agents. Uh, free agents. I'm going to go with you guys. Free agents. Dream killers. Kamikaze. 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 Thunder buddies. Les Strumpf. Uh, buddies. TV. Drink team. Michael Scott's Drink Tots. team. MST. Women's. All of them. W- Wolfpack. <laughs> Wildcats. Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> Wildcats. Supernova, Les Petites Miettes. LPM. Uh, Supernova. Blue Thunder, Red Nation. Good game. Massive game for both teams. I'm going to go with uh, Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder as well. And BIT, Sub-Zero. 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 All right. Division C, The Commission, Bible Study. Sneaky good game. I'm going to go uh, Bible Study. Uh, Bible Study. Air Force 1.2, Top Season. Top Season. Top Season. Backyard Bullies, Never Overtime. Backyard bullet bullies. Uh, well, yeah, backyard bullies are too good for the division, so backyard bullies. Trap stars, diamond bougie. Bougie. Uh, diamond bougie. Bible study, repeat offenders. Uh, study. Offenders. Junkyard dogs, all Madden. Dogs. Dogs. The infantry, killer rays. Good game. This is a massive one. Yeah. Uh, rays. Infantry, but it'll be close. And hot sauce, sports, mangoes. Hot sauce. Uh, can't pick it. Hot sauce sports by 50. 
Division E, Les Invitations en Bad. Not YouTube. Not YouTube. Not YouTube? Did we ever figure out what their jerseys meant, by the way? No, no idea. Pasta Arabiat, Timberwolves. Pasta Boys. Arabiat. Texas Chooches, Meat Lovers. Uh, meat Lovers. Uh, meat Lovers. Who they? Minky FT. Minky FT. Same. Rampins. Trailer Park Boys. Rampins. Rampins. Division B, Poseidon's Kiss, Ambush. Poseidon's Kiss. Ambush. Silent Ticklers, Beer Belly Brigade. Uh, ticklers. Ticklers. Beers and Brownies, Run It Once. Run It Once. I was going to pick that as an upset too. Give me run it once. Division D, Red Dragons, Les Petites Carottes. Uh, LPC. LPC. Big Fat Bats, Primetime. Fat Bats. Fat Bats. Big Dracos, Idaho Utapimps. Idaho. Idaho. Riders of Rohan, No Regrets. No Regrets. Riders. Les Bleu Dry, Born in the 80s. Blue Dry. Blue Dry. X-Men, Flagtastic. X-Men. X-Men. Every Inch Counts, West Island Boys. Uh, every Inch Counts. So I'm going to watch Every Inch Counts. West Island Boys. Bouncy the Hunsick, Dilfgang. Hunsick. Dilfgang. DNE, Glory Boys. Glory Boys are hot, man. So are you picking them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glory yeah. Boys. <laughs> Save <laughs> the Turftles, <laughs> Stallions. <laughs> Stallions. Stallions. And Division A, Royaume Luminaire, Bless Up. Uh, bless Up. Bless Up. They got to win eventually. Party Crashers, hashtag NR. Crashers. Crashers. And the Jamesons Braves. Braves. Jamesons. Ooh. That is our games of the week. Okay, a reminder, uh, we don't have uh, Sunday games next two Sundays. St. John Baptist. Happy St. John Baptist to those who will be uh, celebrating and candidate next week. Um, so no Sunday games. And then we're back to Monday for weeks eight and weeks nine coming up. Uh, check out your rosters. Uh, I'm not back. I'm not here this week. But Iggy will next week. Iggy will be here with you and Eagle. Get ready for that four-hour extravaganza. After I just saw what my week looks like, I'm not sure. Get ready for that four-hour extravaganza, man. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Uh, magic words, please. Um, I forgot the thing I had to say. Good night, peace. Good night, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Ooh, that's terrible. That's terrible. See you in two weeks. Yeah.